0: This
1: What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Empire Radio Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. And tonight, we're taking another, uh, another step into one of my favorite things about Star Wars, and that is the expanded universe. Um, for those of you that don't know, I love the expanded universe. And I love the books and the stories and everything. Uh, but before we get into specifically what we're going to be talking about, Let's talk some shopkeeping items that we've been talking about the last few weeks, um, but that haven't changed. And they're just as exciting as they were when we started talking about them. So first and foremost, cufflinks.com. If you don't know who cufflinks.com is, you're going to hear in just a moment, a message, a summary message kind of ad deal for cufflinks.com. So if you have any questions, hold those. Uh, Don't you know, pause this and go Google and stuff like that. No, no, just wait. We got the answers for you. But we are being sponsored by cufflinks.com, and they have sent us some really incredible Star Wars uh, apparel items, accessories and stuff, uh, to give away to you, our loving fans. Um, We've been doing this for a few weeks now, and now we are midway through, give or take like a day, of our fourth giveaway. Fun, fun. And we are giving away a pair of really nice Darth Vader Argyle socks. So if you like an Argyle print for your business socks or your business attire, this one's even better because it's the print you love plus Darth Vader. <laughs> I, don't, I, like, I really don't know how you could go wrong with that, but it, at the very least, they're superior to all of their business socks. Anyways, <laughs> so we're giving those away. That opened at the time of recording this uh, a few days prior to this recording. Um, on Friday, does anybody have the date of that off the top of your 27th? head? November 27? 27th. Huh? What'd you say? What was the date that the the giveaway started? It was oh, Friday, but yeah. it was Friday. It was
0: 20,
1: 20th. The 20th. Yes. And
0: ends, so, the next one will be starting on Thanksgiving day.
1: Well, Correct. Yes. Uh, so we, we started that giveaway on Friday, the 20th. At 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you have until Thursday, Thanksgiving Day, Thursday night. Thanksgiving Day. 8 p.m. to enter to win those socks.
2: And if you live around here, you have nothing to do, so there's no exclusives why you cannot sign up for it.
1: Right. Right. Um, I mean, especially if you're hanging out with family on Thursday and you find yourself in a conversation— about like stocks or star wars or well no 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 like something you don't want to necessarily be engaged with with your extended family you know Uh like something like stocks like if your uncle comes in he's like let's talk about stocks and you're like i'm gonna check out i'm gonna look at socks yeah (laughs) you can you can go to our instagram or our facebook click the link for the contest um instagram it's in our bio facebook is that does it have its own giveaway tab jeremiah
0: Yes, on Facebook, yep. So I have a, yes. a, a image of the product, and you just click the link in the description, and it'll bring you right to the,
1: the website we're using to enter. Yeah, and it's that easy. Once you get to that website, you have four ways to enter and gain uh, a multitude of entries, depending on how many of those you complete towards the socks. It's very easy. It can be done in a matter of like two or three minutes tops, and uh, I think you should go enter. Um, because we've had a few winners already that have really enjoyed winning and have enjoyed their products thus far. And so yeah. it would be really cool if you added your name to the list of winners. To the list. Yeah. So again, you have until Thursday, Thanksgiving Day 2020 at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to enter. And if you have already entered into a giveaway already, you need to enter again to the current one if you would like to be considered as a winner. And if you right. won
2: already, don't be afraid. You can win again.
1: So. Yeah, you can. You can. There's no rules that say you can't. Nope. Um, and without further ado, so that we can get into the meat of the episode, let's listen to a word that tells you more about the sponsor, the first sponsor of today's episode, Cufflinks.com. Hey, everyone. Andrew here with a word from the sponsor of today's episode, Cufflinks.com. If you didn't know, Cufflinks.com is the premium men's accessory marketplace, and they offer a wide array of products, including cufflinks, ties, lapel pins, and much more. The awesome thing about Cufflinks.com is that they partnered with popular brands like Star Wars to bring you exclusive, officially licensed products. They're even coming out with new Star Wars products surrounding the release of The Mandalorian Season 2 that you're not going to want to miss. This means that you can add a dapper Star Wars element to all of your formal outfits. Want to snag something awesome for yourself? Well, put in the code EMPIRE15, that's with a capital E and no space, at checkout and you'll receive 15% off your order with no minimum purchase. Still not convinced? Well, cufflinks.com offers incredible customer service, free shipping on orders over $100, and one to five day delivery anywhere in the United States. Trust me, there's no way you could have a bad feeling about making your next purchase at CuffLinks.com. All right. Go check out CuffLinks.com. Use our promo code EMPIRE15. That is with a capital E, EMPIRE15, no space. And there's no minimum purchase. I, I for one, hate when you hear in like an ad, it's like, get 25% off. And then there's like a fine print that you can't read. Because it's a YouTube ad, but it's like (laughs) with a minimum of $150. And I'm like, I don't want to freaking spend $150 just to get twenty five percent off. So all of you are in luck. You don't have to have a minimum purchase. You don't. But speaking of minimum purchases, we're talking about the EU today. (laughs) (laughs) That was was entirely unrelated and had the exact effect that I was hoping it would. All right. Um, And this is a special one because um, for those of you that are just listening to the audio version of the podcast, we are actually giving a go at our first YouTube live stream um, of our podcast episodes. And so if you did not know that was happening, this would be a great time to go to our YouTube channel, Empire Radio, a Star Wars podcast, subscribe, and hit the bell icon. I did.
2: I hit the bell icon.
1: And Drew, when you went live earlier i got a notification on my phone that i was live there you go that the empire radio podcast live. yeah uh so if you want to make sure that you you catch uh the new live streaming thing that we are trying out um yes and that has worked thus far so we think we're going to continue doing it if you want to be here for those uh hit the notification bell so that you can be notified when we go live and then not only can you hear our audio and see everything live as it's happening but you get to see our faces. Some of you have never seen our faces before. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Which may or may not be a good thing, but...
1: Yeah, depending on your perspective from a certain point of view, I guess. Yep. Okay, so... And also with
2: that, real quick, um, there is a chat. Feel free to chat away, um, but we are not going to be responding to the chat, just so you guys know. um, Because it's just a lot. Um, I see you in there. Hello there. But...
1: (laughs) Or hey, hey. Uh, or hey, A thousand hey. points. A thousand Star Wars points for the first person in the chat that responds with General Kenobi.
2: Well, actually, the first person in the chat said hello there.
1: So, Amazing. kudos
2: to them. But, yeah. yes, uh, I'm not going to respond back, even though I just commented on it. But, <laughs> anyways. Um, and it, <laughs> yeah. and if it is laggy, I apologize, but we're just doing our best here. So
1: Yeah, we are. Okay, so today we're... We're, taking, we're starting a three-week journey um, into the Expanded Universe on a series of books that is one of my favorites of all time. I'm so excited, guys. I'm so excited. And we are going to be talking about the Expanded Universe Thrawn Trilogy. Um, and so for those of you that were around to listen to our Star Wars Infinity episodes, where we did a three-week run on those, um, it's, it's going to be a very similar experience, except this time... I can share my screen and share the comic that we're going to be reading from with the guys and now with you, if you're watching on YouTube. Um, So we're doing the comic version because it's a little bit more summarized in the book. um, Even though the book gets into a lot more detail than you'll see in the comic uh, or the graphic novel, I should say. Um, It's quicker and... (laughs) Right. That, that's what we need, you know, <laughs> instead of doing a four-hour episode on the first book, which we could easily do. So here's some basic information about this trilogy for you guys. Um, first of all, it was written by Timothy Zahn. And if you if that name sounds familiar, it is because he is, in my opinion, one of the best Star Wars writers of all time. But he has done all of the canon Thrawn books recently, um, which is really cool because... Star Wars acknowledged his work and acknowledged how much of a hit these this Expanded Universe trilogy was, and they brought him back to do all the canon Thrawn um, novels and adaptations and stuff. Um, another thing that is worth noting, many of the things that are now in canon, like his captain, Captain Peleon, uh, the name of his star destroyer, the Chimera, and if you have read... Uh, the new Thrawn Ascendancy book, which I would highly recommend, a lot of the details about Chila, their homeworld, the Chiss Ascendancy homeworld, are actually pulled directly from these expanded universe novels. Either these or uh, the other novels that Thrawn appears in. Um, So it's really cool how, you know, with the start of Rebels in season three, they brought Thrawn in, they made him canon, and then with him, they didn't completely rewrite the story. Um, there are some differences, obviously, but for th- there, there are details that they brought over that are very familiar, too, for, for people who have read uh, Expanding Universe Thrawn stuff. Um, speaking of his appearance, uh, the book that we're, or the comic that we're going to be going through, the first of the trilogy, Heir to the Empire, was Thrawn's first appearance in Star Wars. Uh, not necessarily narratively, uh, because prequel novels to this have been Written since, but uh, chronologically, 1991, uh, of, of June of 1991 was when the hardcover was originally published. Um, so 1991 was Thrawn's appearance in the Star universe and his first appearance entirely. Also, interestingly enough, Rook, his bodyguard. If you've seen Rebels, you know of Rook. You know, of (laughs) yeah, I'm just not going to do that every time. (laughs) Um, You know him as a Nogri, the species Nogri. Um, He was originally Thrawn's bodyguard also in these books first and foremost. So that's another thing that they pulled from and they brought in to the stars universe that I thought was really cool. Now some context, this series uh is kind of affectionately referred to at least it was until seven, eight, and nine were released through Disney. Um this was kind of the the expanding universe trilogy, the the continuing of the story post Return of the Jedi. So this begins nine ABY, so nine years uh, after Return of the Jedi and the Battle of Yavin. Um and wait. No. It would be like Endor. Five, five years Final after. Endor. Yeah, five. Sorry, yeah, you're right. Five years after indoor. Um, so there is a, there is a novel series, the X-wing novel series that takes place between Return of the Jedi and this, and then there are a few, uh, like the courtship of Princess Leia, where Han and her are kind of doing their relationship and all that stuff. But this is kind of the next after Return of the Jedi, the next like big thing right. to happen. Yeah. And if you know, it's it's a pretty easy thing. It's very similar to The Force Awakens in that there's a remnant of the Empire and they are trying to collect themselves and they are doing so under the leadership of a new Grand Admiral who very many people at this point know very little about because he was not around during the original trilogy. He was out in wild space, yada, yada, yada. Same kind of, same kind of a deal. Um, and so this picks up Post-Return of the Jedi. And with that, let's dive in. I'm going to uh, go ahead one and One question.
0: Poisoning. One question. Yeah. The mm-hmm. graphic novel version, is yes. that directly written by Timothy Zahn, or is it kind of someone else did a summary version of the novel itself?
1: Do, do you know? I'm going to look at the credits because I do not believe it was written by Timothy Zahn. But before I, I say, say that. I was going to
2: say, man, you could just follow along with the real book. Um, you just got to read a lot faster. Yeah, you've got to read
1: really fast. But um, I, I
2: believe the, in you guys.
1: The script for this was written well for all three of these that we'll be covering was written by Mike Barron. Mm, uh, good old
2: Mikey Mike.
1: Yeah, pencils and inks were done by Oliver Vatine and Fred Blanchard. Um, and those are kind of the Oliver and Company gosh that's a deep cut (laughs) deep cut um okay so this is and i would highly highly recommend highly recommend reading these for yourself the books the actual books they're super cheap you can get them yeah you can get them for like eight bucks paperback at barnes and noble i was literally saying i just
2: bought mine for eight bucks like last week so yeah
1: i got i have all three of them they're super easy to find they're still in publication like you need to just go get them. They're super Did you easy. know
2: that if you put all three covers next to it, it's like one giant picture? I didn't even know yes. that until I just opened this yep. up. I was like, oh, yep. hot damn. That's pretty dope. Dude,
1: when when I moved to North Carolina and we uh, put all our books on our bookshelf originally, mm-hmm. the order was – Makao was putting all the books together, and we were doing it really quickly to get the thing unloaded, and they were out of order, and I was just like, nope.
2: Nope. I mean, you can see it. Like it's. It let me
1: sense. let me switch these around. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's cool. All right, it's so let's cool. begin. I'm going to begin presenting my screen for those of you watching on the YouTubes right now. Yes. All right. Are Bina. we seeing? Are we seeing the, the, yep, the, the cover? Okay. So you've got Thrawn in the background. Looks quite different. I would I would say in some respects than what we're used to, but he's still blue still has red eyes, and then we've got he a like
2: ripped '80s version of Thrawn, or yeah. like '90s, ver- like makes sense because Luke does yeah, so, not like that.
0: Look those yeah, names, this version bro. of Luke
1: is is jacked, uh, but we do see Coruscant in the background oh, as cool. well. Which and and here's the thing that um, is notable: a, a very notable difference between the canon trilogy and the expanding universe. Is that they did put the the seat of the Galactic the new Galactic Republic on Coruscant. They continued using that as a base of operations and as a headquarters. And they they took over the Imperial Palace and this redid the Senate and everything like that. And that's one of the big differences in that it's what you would have expected to happen. Um. So there's a few times where they're on they're on Coruscant during this, and that's why it's not that they're just visiting. It's actually where the government is. So let's dive in. First page, we've got the Star Destroyer, which spoiler, I'm going to go ahead and give it to you, is called the Chimera. In this, uh, it's the same as the name of the Canon Star Destroyer that Thrawn is uh, has command over um so we have some scout ships that have come out of light speed and that's kind of where we're at so far uh we have captain pelion on the bridge of the star destroyer the chimera and the officer who is running uh frantically towards captain pelion uh we see this is one of the big differences too is that because it's the remnant of the empire a lot of the officers that are aboard the Star Destroyers and in command are very young and very inexperienced because many of the most uh, experienced ones died either on the second Death Star or Weller. on Darth Vader's Superstar. Well, <laughs> if you're listening to this and you haven't seen Return of the Jedi at this point...
2: Or Star Wars in general.
1: I'm not sorry. <laughs> you know, we're 40 years in, but... Um, <laughs> So, anyways, uh, basically, he gives him the report. Um, the The scouts return from their scan raid on the Aborta Sky system. That's where the Tie fighters are coming from. Um, and then he says, "Continue tracing those lines." And he's going to go see Grand Admiral Thrawn. So then, Captain Pelion is going uh, up the stairs to where Thrawn, uh, Thrawn's command office slash art gallery would be. And then this is the first time we see Rook. Dude, he's way more jacked than in Rebels. (laughs) Yes. So this is an era where they had to draw based on the descriptions. Right. And it's interesting if if you read the description in the book and then you look at this version from the graphic novel and then the version from Rebels, they're both correct. Like they both line up with what the description says. It's just all the other details that were, you know, the liberties were taken. So, um, Rook is very good at being sneaky, being secretive. He's basically like a ninja and he's, you know, he scares Captain Pellion, uh, because in the book it, it even says that he didn't hear him come up behind him. Um, and he's like, what are you doing? And Rook's like, I'm doing my job. You may enter. (laughs) (laughs) So then we see, Uh, Thrawn's secondary command station um, which in the book it said was supposed to be a replica of the bridge of the Star Destroyer Um, but we see he's got a command chair, he's got his holographic displays and whatnot uh, circulating around him and um, it's art. So this is another thing that was brought over from the Expanded Universe Trilogy and that is that Thrawn loves art and he learns his enemies and makes tactical decisions based on the observations he learns from their art. Um, So they have a brief discussion uh, about the, the art that Thrawn is looking at. And then uh, Captain Pelion says scans have returned from the Abora sky system. Uh, Thrawn says, were they able to tap into the central library? Uh, He says they got at least a partial dump. Apparently there was some attempt at pursuit. The wing commander thinks he lost them. And uh, Thrawn's like, nope, he didn't lose them. So they continue talking, and then all of a sudden, they realize that they have been followed. The scouting team has been followed out of hyperspace by the rebel. Well, I guess it would be the New Republic now. Um. So then he says, Thrawn says, go to Red Alert and tell me, uh, what we've got calmly if possible. Four, and they the officer says four new Republic assault frigates plus three wings of X-wing fighters in a V formation coming in on scout ships, the scout ships vector. Um, and then Thrawn stops the captain giving the order to go to light speed. Um, and then you see that the art fades away and now Thrawn has a, a copy of the tactical readout from the bridge in his... Room in his quarters. Um, and he says, Bridge, order the three nearest sentry ships to attack. So then we see Thrawn begins doing his normal, like, tactical genius Thrawn thing. Uh, he says, Recall the other ships. Uh, he wants a 20 degree uh, port yaw rotation, drop docking bay, deflector shields. Uh, he, basically, they are attempting the Empire. Is attempting a Mark Sable uh, closure maneuver. Do we remember the Mark Sable from anything else? Uh, Jer-
2: I'm,
1: I'm 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 looking I'm looking at you, Jeremiah. Uh, is it in Rebels? I assume.
0: Or what it's in Clone Wars. Oh, um, is it referred to that as? Yes. That, I don't remember. I probably would remember it's, the story if you could tell me, but
1: it's the one it's the one you don't see it in in the, the comic adaptation, but it's the one where they uh rotate I'm pretty sure it's the one where they rotate the out the the top side of the ship towards the enemy and use it as bait to draw them in, and then they use the bottom of the ship as cover and let the ships fly around it on either side. Isn't that like the first episode of Clone Wars? I'm pretty... That, but I think it's one where Ahsoka has a command to... I don't oh. remember. I know it's in Clone Wars. I, 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 I remember in, the ship the turning other. on its side, and I remember that, yeah. Yeah. For those of you in the chat, if you know off the top of your head, because I don't... I know it's there, but I don't remember what episode. Let us know. Um. So Thrawn learns... Uh, he says, they they start winning the battle, and there's some doubt as to if the maneuver is going to work from Captain Pelion. And Thrawn says, not only will they fall for it, but they will be utterly destroyed by it. Watch, Captain, and learn. Um, he says, what are they doing? They're trying the only defense they know against a Mark Sable. You see, Captain, there is an element commanding that force... And elements simply cannot handle the unstructured attack profile of Amar Sable. Learn about art, Captain, when you understand a species. Or learn about art, Captain, when you understand a species art, you understand that species. Um, so they win. And you get a glimpse of Thrawn as this brilliant kind of tactician that we know him as. So then we're back on Coruscant. And Luke is on um, a very high balcony of the Imperial. What was the Imperial Palace? And he is reflecting on uh, Ben Kenobi leaving him and no longer being present in his life. And he's having this moment where he's feeling lost as a Jedi. He doesn't really know what to do next. He's looking for guidance and for for wisdom, and he doesn't know where to get that from. Um, C-3PO comes up, and uh, he is there because Leia... Asked him to go up and check on Luke and she asked C three PO to go because she can sense uh let me see if he if he says it. Does he, he doesn't say it, does he? In the book he talks about how Leia has gotten strong enough in the force where she can sense him, sense when, his mood.
2: When Luke is like in a Yes feeling feeling things. Yeah. And in his feels is what the kids yeah, in call his it. Fields.
1: Um and then he's like, You just offer me uh you just delivered Ben's last lesson to me and C through three PO's like, I beg your pardon. And he's like, Governments are important three PO, but when you sift everything down, they're all just made of people. Um You're not wrong. Sounds like his dad yeah. though. Vader? Yeah, or
2: Anakin. Anakin. That's something Anakin oh, yeah. would say.
1: Um. Oh, yeah. She he says she's showing off her new Jedi skills, proving she can pick up on my mood even in the middle of the night. <laughs> so that's funny. Um. Luke says this place is strong with the dark side, like on the Cave of Dagobah. Uh. Stop it! Stop it! Jumping at shadows isn't going to solve anything. Uh, I'm having nightmares. It's the stress of creating a new government. There's no magic wand to make everything better. Not even for a Jedi. So what? So is, then we jump to what is Luke's. Go- like position in relation to Luke, the new republic or what would be He he doesn't really have one. So he's he's a Jedi and he's a lot stronger than he was or he's grown since uh return of the Jedi, but he's you know, he's I guess he's still a commander but then at the same time because everything has sh- uh shifted away from a military focus and more onto creating the new government. He's kind of like the Jedi in residency right you know <laughs> uh and and everybody kind of expects him at some point to build his jedi order up which he does but it's like right now he's kind of in the what do i do next stage right um so then we see han and chewie out a cantina on Tatooine. typical typical, typical. they're um, on Tatooine and- too that's what's yep. up Okay, so if you notice, uh, Wedge Antilles is at the bar in a, an X-Wing flight suit. <laughs> and so he sticks right. out like a sore thumb, but that's important.
2: Right.
1: Um, so there's this guy named Dravis who they're meeting. And essentially, because they're, the gist of the conversation is because they're so understaffed, the New Republic is so short on re- people and resources and stuff, they are looking to hire smugglers to carry things for them. Um, and which is kind of weird. It takes Dravis, you know, kind of by surprise. You find out that Jabba is gone and there is a new kind of big fish in play. And his name is Talon card. There's always a uh, fish, man. There's always True. a freaking <laughs> big fish. <laughs> Uh, so Han's like, okay, where can I find this guy? I want to talk to him about hiring him. Um, he's like, you'd like to know that, wouldn't you? He says, the guy says, got to go. Might want to tell your pal over there that he's the worst excuse for a backup man I've ever seen. And Han's like, well, what do you expect with Abmore Akbar on the council? Blah, 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 blah. But the funny thing is that he was a diversion and there was actually another guy in the crowd that was actually... There was, a, there was a fourth person from the Alliance, and that person was spying on them. Uh, he says, yeah, he looks like he gen- might have genuinely trusted you. Uh, let's get going. I want uh, Han says, let's get going. I want to swing through the Abora Sky system on the way. And then Wedge mentions the missing task force that was previously destroyed by Thrawn. And Han says, yep, I want to see if they figured out what happened to them. So now we've got this missing task force. It's a mystery, and they're going to check into it. Then, as if things weren't moving fast enough, we get two new characters. Do either of you know who the woman is?
2: Uh, I feel like I should wife. know her.
1: Luke's future wife. Uh, eventually, yes, Jeremiah. Do you know Ooh. her name? Mara Jade, Mary Jade, Mara Jade, Mara. And, right. Jade.
2: and no one. Well, George does not like her, but yes.
1: So she. This was her first appearance too, um, and we see her, and we see this gentleman who has the goatee and the long hair and the alien dog. Um, this is Talon uh, Talon Card. Talon Card. Yep. never heard of him. Well, you he is a large player in these books, okay. so I would get used to seeing his face. So she pulls, he pulls her in, and the gist of their conversation is that he is promoting her uh, in preparation of grooming her to be his new second-in-command. She's not been there super long. He, she's only been there for six months, but uh, he is offering her a fancy dinner and a meeting to say, hey, I'm promoting you in the wait, middle wait, of this meeting i missed something what what exactly is this a smuggler group this oh, smuggler okay. group okay yeah it's just a it's just a bunch of like scoundrels and smugglers right. and stuff that he runs he's got his own little okay. got it. covert of people um so then in the middle of this meeting they get interrupted and the the guy says hey an imperial star destroyer just made orbit uh torv who is another person uh, says it makes it a, makes it the Chimera. Um, Talon says interesting, and he's the the guy they're talking to says they've dispatched two shuttles, projected landing point somewhere here in the forest. Uh, and he said, give me a hailing Imperial. Uh, then he begins talking to the Star Destroyer, and he talks back and forth between Captain Pelion. Uh, he says, Imperial Star Destroyer Chimera, this is uh, Talon Card. May I be of assistance? This is Captain Pellian. What is it that you want? Talon says merely to be of assistance to you and uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. And then Talon uh, Pelion says, "Who?" And he says, "Ah, oh, of course. Never heard of him. Where the information raids on Abora Sky. Uh, so basically, he knows what the Empire has been doing out there. He has his sources. He knows what's going on. Um, and." Basic, I can't remember if they say it right here. So they find out that the Empire is trying to capture Ysilimari. Ysilimari. Which are uh, what we. you'll find out are reptiles that live um, on this planet. And Thrawn wants them. For a very specific reason. So they send someone out. He basically says uh, they need to send someone out and meet the Imperial Shuttle. Because getting them off their trees is very tricky. And if you don't know how to do it, you'll kill the the Ysilimari. And so they do that. And he uses it to potentially gain leverage or strike a deal with the Empire. There's a lot. I'm realizing there's a lot that this leaves out. Really? From the book, yeah. There's a lot of details. But you get the idea. Um, Pictures show a thousand words, Andrew. <laughs> uh, he, Talon does say, uh, or Mara says, you you don't believe they're only here for the Ysilimari. And Talon says, all this way to collect Ysilimari is a bit overkill to use against a single Jedi, referring to Luke. And she says, maybe they're not after Skywalker. Or maybe they found some more Jedi. And Talon says, seems unlikely. Anyhow, if a Grand Admiral wants some help, we should help him. She says, for what? And uh, let's see. Why so vehement? Ve- ve- vehement? Is that v- how you pronounce vehement. that? Vehement. Vehement. He says, seems like a waste of time. Thrawn's just jumping at shadows. Talon says, we still have business to discuss. You mentioned some improvements you'd like to make. She's talking about the in, the organization. Um, and then Talon s- thinks to himself, I wonder why she hates Skywalker so much. So this is something you want to make note of. She hates Luke Skywalker. Typical. She hates story. that she
2: loves him.
1: No, 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 no. She doesn't <laughs> love him right now. She hates Luke Skywalker right out of the gate. So if you're curious.
2: Oh, why? How does she know of him? I-
1: you will find out, okay. Drew.
2: All uh... right.
1: Okay, so then we see Thrawn at his next stop, and they are on a planet. They're uh, getting close to a planet called Wayland. Um, and on Wayland there is a mountain called Mount Tantis, and it is believed that the Emperor had a secret storehouse, a secret vault of secrets and other Sith things in the mountain and they are going to contact the guardian of the mountain who is believed to be a dark jedi. Ooh. Or so or a Sith or or something of that nature. I wonder if cuz in Star Wars: Battlefront
0: 2 in the story mode Luke goes to one of Darth Sidious's Hidden vaults, yeah. Um, is this supposed? Did he have more than one, or
1: is this kind of did the game take it from this book? Well, in in canon, yes, he did have more than many. Okay. He had many different kind of secret hideouts, observatories, labs, stuff like that. I don't know if the if canon took it from this, right? Um, but. I think that's been a long running idea is that okay. he had a lot of secrets and he had a lot of storehouses. So
0: I know he has like a
1: a thing on
0: Jakku, apparently like a laboratory yeah. or something.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is really interesting dialogue. Captain Pelian says, I still don't see why these Yasilamari are necessary. And Thrawn says, call it a uh, precaution, Captain. Uh, and then Palian says, You seem certain, sir, that the Guardian will be a Dark Jedi. And Thrawn says, Who else would be who else would the Emperor have chosen uh, to guard his personal storehouse? Um, and so there's this idea that there's supposedly a Dark Jedi still around, and Thrawn is hoping to convince this Dark Jedi to help in his battle against the New Republic. So he's he's attempting to, to get an ally that can go toe-to-toe with Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, so, <laughs> I love this. I so love Rook, that backpack. Yeah, so Rook <laughs> has his blaster out, and Thrawn's like, shall we go? And then they have the Ysilla-Mari on their backs. Like, they have rigs, that allow them for those of you that can't see to be on their backs. So they take them out with them. They they each Peleon and Thron have them on their backs. They go out. Um, there's no one in the square that they can see. Out of nowhere, an arrow uh, comes out and Thron misses it, and he looks at Rook and he goes, "Hold, you have the location." And he said, "Yes," and he says, "Good." Thron says, "Good." And he says, "One of your people has just shot." Uh, at us observe the consequences and he goes now and Rook obliterates the side of a building with his blaster just destroys it and then Thrawn said those that those are the consequences of defying me I ask once more who will take the uh, take me to the guardian of the mountain someone says I will and we see this old guy he's got a beard he's got some robes some desert looking robes looks really good, old
2: good chest hair going you know
1: yeah good deep a, V. He,
2: that dv he,
1: oh he's i don't even think he's it, it's a v i think it's just a coat like uh, an open coat uh. uh and uh the old man says you're strangers from off world he's thrawn says we are and you and he says i rule here uh Ooh. thrawn introduces himself he says i seek the guardian of the mountain The old man says, I will take you to him. They enter uh, the mountain they're walking through. And then they enter a tomb with a bunch of candles. And Thrawn says, I see. So he is dead, uh, talking about the Guardian. And the old man says, these candles mark the graves of off-worlders who came here since his death. And Thrawn says, how did he die? And then the old man says, I killed them, of course. Or how did they die? He says, I killed them, of course, just as I will kill you. And then... He shoots a super powerful Force Lightning Blast at the two of them, but it doesn't work. And you now find out that the Ysillamari are really important because they create a Force Field around them that completely nullifies the Force.
0: Which is super interesting. I I didn't know that about Thrawn. Uh, we didn't really see that specifically in Rebels, but he had like s- he had, he had like, this- like the was it art or like like a three D rendition of artistic thing of them on his wall in his yeah. ship, which is kind of weird. That like why don't they just have them with them? But whatever.
2: Is it canon though? Is that canon of those?
1: Not not technically. Like we I'm haven't. Kind of sad. Interesting. Not yet. But in this, they set not the yet, purpose as, as, as basically being a force, a force, force field. So which is why if you're if you're able to look at the, the screen, you can see him shooting this super powerful looking lightning blast and it just dissipates around them. Mm-hmm. Um and the, and he's like, You're not Jedi, how do you do this? And Thrawn says, join us and learn. <laughs> um, and this is where it gets interesting. So this guy, this old man, says, I'm a Jedi master, I join no one. And Thrawn says, then permit us to join you and permit us to show you more power than you have ever imagined. And he says, very well, come, we will talk. Uh, that, that, and he says, that's huh? Interesting.
2: That, that's is really interesting.
1: Yeah. I thought so too when I read it the first time. Uh, so he asks who they're talking with, and he says, I am the Jedi Master Joris <gasps> Oh, Cabalth. Which I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I always wondered always wondered how to pronounce that and I haven't figured it out yet. Uh, but Jeremiah, Jor- how but- would
2: you pronounce it?
1: Um
0: which square are we
1: looking at with the name? Bottom left.
2: I am Jedi Master
1: Jorus Sabouth. Cabalth.
2: Cabouth? Faith?
1: Close enough. The interesting <laughs> thing is he's got two use okay so re- remember the the two use Jorus, Kaboth, and then Pelian says Jorus Kaboth but, and I'm pretty sure Thrawn goes like he makes a noise and just silences him. <laughs> it's like a kind of noise like cut it out type of thing right, um, and then Thrawn's like. Uh explain our offer. And he's like, You will now tell me how you defeated my attack. And he says, These creatures uh you see on our back are usilomari, they have an interesting and possibly unique ability. They push back the force. He tells them about it. Um so he's like, Joris Sabath is like, so you want the Emperor's toys? Uh why are you? You want the Emperor's toys? Why are you still sitting here? And Thrawn says, I also require the partnership of a Jedi Master like yourself. And he says, I take it. This is where you offer me all the power I could desire. I am a Jedi Master, Grand Admiral Thrawn, not a mercenary for hire like your Nogri. Dang. He said, Oh yes, I know what your people are. The Emperor's private death commandos. So now we see the Nogri are apparently in servitude to the Emperor somehow, which you'll find out about later. Uh, and Thrawn says, name your price. And the Jedi says, I have all I want or need, Grand Admiral Thrawn. You will leave Wayland now. Uh, and he says, I need your assistance, Master Sabaoth, and I will have it. Uh, he says, or you'll do what? Have your Nogri try to kill me? It would be almost amusing to watch. Perhaps I'll seek... Uh, challenge in your destruction. Uh, That would hardly be challenging for a man of your skill. So Thrawn is now uh, flattering this guy. Uh, But you probably have other Jedi under your command. And he says, other Jedi. He says, there are no Jedi left. The Emperor and Vader destroyed them all. And then Thrawn says, not all. Two Jedi have arisen, Luke Skywalker and his sister, Leia Organa Solo. And uh, Joris says and what is that to me and thrawn says i can deliver them to you and he says both of them he says both of them uh mold them change them uh recreate them any into Im- any image you choose and there's a bonus leia Solo is pregnant with twins and so now wow how does he know all this information you'll find out okay. <laughs> <laughs> And so we now know that even though the Jedi Master supposedly this Jedi Master is like I have everything I could ever wanted, I could ever want. There's nothing you can offer me. Thrawn very tactfully offers him the one thing he doesn't have, and that is other Jedi students. He tempts him with the recreation of the Jedi Order, essentially. Mm. Um, so you see, he says very Pretty well, smart. Grand Admiral. Al- yeah, Do we he says very well, Grand move. Admiral Thrawn. Huh? Will we get more background information out of this guy? Yes. Okay. So he says very well. Basically, you have my attention now. I'll help you. Um, so then we get into a little bit of politics, and they're talking about uh, some stuff around a Senate table. And I'm going to skim this to make sure that there's nothing super pertinent. But most of these are like kind of boring, anyways. Is that the that species,
0: the botan. Yes. Okay. I, good yeah.
2: job, Jeremiah. I thought I
1: recognized nice. it. This this guy is a pain in these novels. By, by the way, he is such a he's just such an annoying character. Like because he's mean
0: or because he's like Jar Jar goofy annoying. No, right? no, no, what no. Because of... he's
1: he opposes uh, Leia and Han and like some of the government stuff. So uh, that's good to have I'll, in politics. Is yeah, yeah. he's annoying. Okay. <laughs> is he supposed so, to look
2: I'll, like a goat?
1: That's what Bonten's look like. Okay. Yeah.
2: I, so, is that why you said a pay? <laughs> <laughs> I should end the episode right here now just
1: because of that joke. <laughs> so, Admiral Ackbar says so once again, your smuggler friends refuse to commit themselves. Han says it's not a matter of commitment, Admiral. They just don't see any gain in switching from smuggling to to straight shipping. Uh, and then homeboy over here says, or it could be a lack of trust. And mm-hmm. Han said, it's possible. He said, possible. And Han says, some of the groups don't tr- uh, trust us. They think the offer might be a trap to bring them out into the open. And Amratbar says, because of me, of course, haven't you tried? Uh, haven't you tired of this yet? Counselor Thalia, which is, that's the, the his name. And he says, it's hardly worthwhile to send a valuable man like Captain Solo on these missions if they're pre doomed to failure. And then Han yeah. stepped, stands up and he's like, they're not pre doomed to failure. And you can already see them getting into an argument. Mon uh, Matha intervenes. He's like, she's like, thanks, Han. The meeting is adjourned. Han goes to Leia. Um, and he says, So are we out of here? And. She says, the sooner the better. I just have to give things these things to Winter. Now, Winter in the Expanded Universe is Leia's right hand assistant, basically. She also has, I don't know what the condition is, but where she can't, she has a photographic memory where she can't forget things.
0: Super so autobiographical she's... memory. That's what it's called. Wow. I watched on 60 Minutes like five years ago. It was really interesting.
1: <laughs> so she has that.
2: Is that what See, Sheldon has too in Big Bang Theory? No. Oh, okay.
0: Because people with that ability, they can like say, I had a turkey sandwich with with pickles on it on October 13th, 1981, and the bread was dry. Like they remember every little that. single thing ever. Uh, but anyway. They can't
2: get away with anything. Suck. Anyways.
1: Anyway. Yeah that's okay it gave me time to read ahead so basically they're they're walking through and han is like if things been rough and leia's like yeah phalia and akbar have have been at each other's throats uh and then um mom afma shows up she's like did you talk to luke about going with you to bim bimmy sorry and then leia's like oh sorry uh didn't get to tell you han the bims you know uh had, need us to be on their planet and they want uh Luke to be there with me for the talks. And basically the frustrating thing is that Han has been trying to get Leia to pull away from being a government official for a while because she's pregnant. Hmm. So she's like
2: makes sense. Too much stress.
1: Right. And so she's like, okay, it, it'll be the last, you know, it's like it'll be a last thing. It'll be me, you'll be there, Luke will be there, it'll just be it'll be like old times. And Han's like, Yeah, sure, just like old times. So then they get here and these funny looking things come out to meet them. <laughs> um and they're very happy that Luke, Han, and Leia are there. Um It almost reminds kind of me thing. of the air temples in Evan Ever- yeah. Burl Last Airbender. <laughs> And the, these the Bims, these people are very like Doctor Who, not Doctor Who, <laughs> Doctor Seuss looking uh, uh. to me. Oh yeah, I they weird, yeah. What they look you like, know weird yeah. They
2: look like those horses in the Last Jedi, but not horses.
1: But humanoid, yeah, I can see that too.
2: <laughs> they have weird, long, sideways looking ears. Right.
1: Yeah. Weirdly. Um. So they're there. They exchange greetings and they go off to talk, and then there's this huge reception for them. None of this actually matters, you'll see in a second. So they're going through the city. Um, Let's see. And then Luke begins to sense something. Where is it at? Uh, C-3PO says, Your Highness, they are eager to uh, conduct you... On a tour of the Marketplace While you wait He further suggests that Master Luke and Captain Solo Might find the town's upper chambers Interesting And Han says I like Marketplaces I like them a lot He's basically going to stay with Leia And then she says what do you think And Luke says I don't sense any duplicity I don't see see what danger there could be Um, And then All of a sudden Luke disappears And then some Nogri show up. <laughs> A lot of oh, days. Yes. So then oh, Luke disappears. Green. Some Nogri show up. Oh, no. Um, And of course, nobody in the core group of Star Wars characters, Leia, Han, C-3PO, none of them have ever seen these before. So they don't know what they are right away. Um, let's see. Han says they're hurting us down the ramp. C-3PO gives his classic tagline, we're doomed. <laughs> uh han says i think it's time uh to pull the welcome mat pull in the welcome mat better give luke a shout and she says he can't help us han says why not and she says they've got him too so she can sense that now he's in trouble luke is also in trouble and that is the end of the first issue of the first book air the empire interesting what are your thoughts so far Hmm. I don't good. know. I just wonder
0: what what uh, Thron's long game plan is,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and what exactly his efforts are going towards. Because he always has, yep, everything laid out ten steps ahead. And so,
1: and I will tell you that you, Timothy Zahn, did a great job with this series. Where you don't actually know until the third book in its entirety. Like you don't you don't get the full picture until you've read all three books. Each one of them stand by themselves as a story, but there there is a long game that is being played by Thron the entire time. That's cool. And yeah, so it. it I mean, Drew, you'll probably want to pick up the other two at some point because you'll you'll need them. <laughs>
2: well, yeah
1: all right really quickly before we jump in uh i do want i'm gonna probably kind of blow through these because we have five more to go through
2: in this episode
1: in this episode to get through the first book Mm -hmm. um so now that we've kind of got some of the context of what's happening we're gonna go a little bit quicker uh so just to recap before we dive in Almorthron's there. He's got an unknown large plan that he has put into place. Uh, the first step was getting the Ysila The second step um, is contacting this Dark Jedi, who we now know is jor emphasis on the two U's, Siboth, uh, who calls himself a Jedi Master, even though he's wielding Force Lightning, which is very interesting. Um, and he offers the capture and delivery of Luke and Leia and the Unborn, Solo Twins, as leverage to get this Jedi Master to help him on whatever this big plan is. We don't know yet. Uh, in the good guy side of things, uh, Leia's doing a lot of government work. Han wants her to get out. They have another meeting they need to go to before they you know, kind of go off on their own. And while they're there, a bunch of Nogri, who we now know are the Emperor's Secret Death Commandos and also the same race as Rook who is Thrawn's bodyguard. They corner them in a marketplace on this planet. Um, the main characters do not know who they are yet. They have no concept of what Nogri are, but Luke is not with them, but Leia senses that he is also, uh, being surrounded. So that's where the story picks up. You guys ready? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Luke's in trouble. He's surrounded. This is going to go really by really fast. Uh, so basically, they they think they've got him, and throws his lightsaber oh, and cuts all of them in half.
2: That my boy. Leads,
1: That's kind of cool. Okay, so Luke leads them up to the room, throws his lightsaber, and cuts them all That's in what's half. Up. And then catches and then catches his lightsaber. Mm-hmm. He looks down, um, and so sees he's on the
2: roof, and he sees them.
1: Yes. Down below. He's on the the roof of a tall building. He looks down and sees them cornered, uh, down below, and so I, there's a there's a a mishap where Han I think grabs something. Oh no! Leia says, told tells Han to grab some of the jewelry. Han grabs it. Oh, it's a diversion. So the local people who were selling the jewelry get mad and they start attacking Han, which gives them a distraction to get away from the Nogri. While that is happening, Luke uses this weird grappling thing that looks like it could be like a spider web shooter from Spider-Man. Makes sense. And then he flies down to the ground level, kills a few Nogri on the way down.
2: That is the most blood I think I've seen in Star Wars now.
1: Yeah, there's not a lot of cauterizing in this.
2: No, not a lot at <laughs> uh, all.
1: No, Chewie snipes one of them with the falcon. Uh, Luke is cutting <laughs> Oh, <on>. dang, <laughs> I didn't even, know I didn't even that.
2: realize that either. <laughs> Damn.
1: <Dale>. So <laughs> they hit the falcon and they leave. Uh, so that was a lot of action. That
2: was pretty cool, Chewie. Nice shot. <laughs>
1: Um, so they're talking about, let's see, they're talking about what's going on. They're talking about the Bims, these goat looking people. So the Bims don't know who their attackers were. Never seen anything like them. Uh, we can check the, Han says, we can check the Imperial archives. Basically, they're trying to figure out what was going on. Um,
2: Like one, how they knew they were there and two, how to get them so quickly. Yeah. And they haven't seen that species before. Yeah.
1: He's, he's talking about Leia training. Oh yeah, because Han's like, by the way, isn't it time you had your own lightsaber because Leia was defenseless, essentially. Right. Mm. Um, and Luke's like, I can make you one anytime you want. She's like, I guess the semester breaks over, teacher. He says, I guess so. And then there's, there's a flashback to a quote um, to Obi-Wan. And you can see the anxiety in Luke of wanting to make sure he teaches Leia the correct way. And so she doesn't mm-hmm. fall to the dark side, which is unlikely. But you know, like there's always that anxiety, the teaching anxiety. So then uh, they're back on the, the the chimera with a few other starter storyers and Thron and Pelion and Joris, Jorus Jorus are all in Thron's ready room. And if you oh, notice, there is Mari. Huh.
2: He left his planet. Like he yes, with Thron.
1: Yep. But if you notice, there's the Silamari all over the place, and that is to make sure that he doesn't. The Jedi can't. Yeah, he can't do anything. Um. So let's see. He says, "Your Nogri have failed. Uh, so too bad." And on to more pressing business. You promised me Jedi Grand Admiral Thrawn. He said, "I promise you." Jedi and I will deliver them. So basically they're talking Jorus. So there's a running theme where Jorus like insults him a lot because he's really arrogant. So basically he's like, yo, your Nogri didn't work to capture them. They don't have them. They're all dead. Where are my Jedi? And Thrawn's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're gonna get them to you. You need to, you need to take a chill pill. We're gonna do it. This isn't a setback. We're just gonna keep going with the plan. Um so, let's see. What's the report uh, from Wayland, Captain Pelion? And the captain says, the engineering team can build the cloaking device, but it will take time for a ship the size of the Chimera. Um, Thron says, it won't have to be that big. Here are the specs of Solis Vaughn. We're going to need mole miners, Uh, have intelligence start a search. The engineers also report that 80% of the Sparty cylinders are functional. And then uh, the Jedi goes, Sparty cylinders, what are those? And Thrawn says, just a bit of leftover technology. Um, So this is the interesting thing. Do you know what these Sparty cylinders are, Drew? From reading the canon Thrawn books?
2: Sounds familiar, but I don't.
1: They are they're cloning cylinders. I
2: find. Oh, they're
1: cloning cylinders.
2: Are they similar to what we saw last week in the Mandalorian?
1: Kind of. Ooh. In a week? Yeah. I mean, they're similar. It's the same technology, essentially. I guess the cylinder so, is It's round and yeah. Cold water. That's true. <laughs> so the, the, he says that eighty percent of them are functional from the mountain. So we now know that Thrawn went for a few different reasons. He went to find a cloaking device. And he wanted to. clone he went them. to find. He wanted to clone something. We don't know what yet. And he was looking for a dark Jedi. Um, he says, use team four next. Tell them to withdraw from their current assignment and standby for orders. And it is another team of Nogri. Hmm. And the Jedi says, basically, you can't fool a Jedi twice with the same trick. And he's, he's using it as a warning. Um, Thron says, what do you suggest we concentrate on Leia and leave Luke alone? And the Jedi says, you concentrate on his sister. I'll deal with Skywalker myself. He is a Jedi. I am a Jedi. If I call to him, he will come. Hmm. Not wrong. And Thrawn says, I need you to coordinate the assault on Solus Vaughn space docks. Uh, he, the Jedi says, I promise my assistance only because you promised to bring me the Jedi. I will have them, Grand Admiral Thrawn. And uh, Captain Pelion says, why can't we do both? Thrawn says, explain. Captain says, we start rumors of Master Sabath's presence on some sparsely populated world. Rumors are bound to take, make their way back to the New Republic, uh, particularly attached to the name Joris Sabath." And then the Jedi contemplates it. He says, very well, the plan is sound. I will go to my chambers and choose a world uh, from which to make an appearance. Thrawn says, congratulations, Captain. Master Sabath likes your play. Uh, so basically, the next step in the plan is to spread rumors of the Jedi's return to get Luke interested and to lure him out. Mm-hmm. And then Thrawn is going to begin using uh, Joris Sabath to coordinate attacks with battle meditation.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah. Do we know what that is?
0: No. What battle? meditation? Battle meditation. Yeah. No.
1: No. Do we? I can't see your faces by the way when I'm sharing my screen like this. Oh. So if oh. you're shaking your head, I, I can't. Oh my bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Um. So it's a technique. Uh. Where very powerful Jedi and Sith alike. Uh. Very a lot. It was. It was used a lot in the Expanded Universe novels, but they basically can use the Force to supernaturally coordinate and bolster uh, mentally and emotionally, even sharpen the senses of their allied forces on a grand scale, especially in space battles. Um, and so it is, it's a very, very, very taxing, but a very powerful move if it's done correctly. And so... Thrawn is having this Jedi Master uses battle meditation to augment their forces and give them the edge in certain battles. That's gotcha. kind of intense. That almost sounds yeah. like a
0: a dark side Sith something that they would do. Yeah, but who knows?
1: So basically, um, they're winning. They, they, they destroy. They, they basically obliterate. Um, the the forces that they're trying to fight, and then he's like, "Where are my Jedi? Uh, you promised me, uh, your tame Nogri would help bring me Jedi." And he's like, "Patience, Master Sabath. There are things; these things take time. It will soon. Uh, make it soon. I grow tired of waiting." And <laughs> Thrawn says, "As do we all." Uh, so then Leia's training. Again, um, she kind of looks like a.
0: Like from, from the x-men movies like their uniforms yeah
1: <laughs> yep first class yeah yeah uh so they're talking more stuff
2: that does not look like leia to me at all but no neither. none of them actually look like their own self so it makes sense
1: they're reimagining
2: mm-hmm.
1: let's see i'm trying to think because there there's a bunch of like filler stuff and then they talk about something important um The Imperials just pulled a three-prong hit and fade on three systems in Scylla's Sector. Um, And basically, they are going to Befash to reassure them that the New Republic can protect them. And Luke's like, you're not going alone, are you? He's like, no, don't worry. We got a 20-ship convoy plus... Uh, Wedge and Rogue Squadron, which is a um, a reference to the Rogue Squadron X-wing novels, and um, she Luke's like, I'm gonna go and Lay's like, Nope, you can't. The people on this planet don't like Jedi. They had some trouble with the dark dark Jedi during the Clone Wars and chased them as far as Dagobah. And Luke says, Dagobah. When was this? Uh, 35 years ago why and so all of a sudden Luke is it, you can see he wants to maybe find a dark Jedi he wants to find another force user essentially mm-hmm. um, he trains with the training remote destroys it um, and he says Dagobah and he's like hey prep my, my X-Wing uh, so then <laughs> they're on this planet Han, Leia and Wedge that they were talking about going to to reassure them that the New Republic can protect them and then they come under fire. And then the Millennium Falcon shows up. Any see you guys see anything interesting?
0: Was the planet where the, the Jedi was found? Right?
1: Uh no. It's a different planet, but I was talking more at the bottom of the page. He cuts
2: a Millennium Falcon with a lightsaber?
1: He does. Yes. None. Because. How did Han
0: get the lightsaber? It was Leia's. Oh, sorry.
1: Okay. It's a fake ship. What? Yep. So it's a, you can read the dialogue, but it's basically a fake ship. And the goal yeah. is to create this this ploy where they're being shot at, the Falcon shows up, they get into the Falcon, but then they're trapped in the Falcon, which I think is a very genius plan. Right. Um, But he gets Leia's lightsaber. He cuts the falcon open. It destroys. area, blows up and falls down. Um, He said, you like it? I cut through the coolant lines to the main drive. They're pressurized to to something gas floating away or blah, 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 whatever. And then the actual alliance shows up. So then they're like, wait a second. Someone's after us, clearly. Or after Leia, clearly. They're being hunted yeah um so then luke is on dagobah again oh with a a nice landing this time yeah he he makes a nice landing and then he lands right by the cave the dark side cave (laughs) it's fun he literally says wonderful right by the cave r2 says beep beep and he says that's all right r2 let's look for yoda's house i was gonna say Um, we haven't
2: got r2 yet and yeah r2's there jesus he's still there though.
1: Oh, he's still there. So they find uh, Yoda's house. Um, not much. There's not much there. They start looking around, and R2 goes towards the mouth of the cave. And Luke says, "You sure? Uh, stay here. I'll be uh, back as fast as I can." And he goes in the cave. Um, he's like, "This is where I fought my nightmare about it with Darth Vader." Suddenly, the Jedi Knight is assaulted by a powerful vision. So then, there's this vision of the Sarlacc pit. And he gets his lightsaber shot at him by R2. But all of a sudden, Mara Jade uses the force and she grabs the lightsaber instead. Interesting. And then he's like, no. <laughs> That's it. Just <laughs> no. <laughs> he's like, it's okay, R2. Uh, are you still picking up that signal? Um, is it still ahead of me? And they were picking up a signal and all of a sudden, Luke picks up this this thing. And I don't actually don't remember what this is. But it's like a little metal Rainbow. piece. Yeah, something like that. Um, and then they leave Dagobah. So he uh, had this vision of this unknown woman. She steals his lightsaber from him. And he's distraught. So then he decides to go to the Athiga system. And he's going to go up... Uh, he's going to go up and see Lando and see if Lando can tell him what the device is that he just picked up out of Dagobah. So then, oh yeah, the Millennium Falcon, they're showing up on Lando's mining ship. So if you can see, it looks like an umbrella with a rocket on the end of where the handle would be. Hmm. That's his. That's uh, Lando's mining it, ship.
2: It kind of looks like the thing that they were on in Cloud City, too.
1: Yes, it does. It kind of looks um, like that. And beside, yeah, yeah. And the reason for that, you'll find out, is because of the conditions uh, on the planet for which they're mining. From which they're mining, um, the sun is is so close to the sun, you can only mine on the far side. But when you leave, you have to go back to a ship that shields you from the sun. So that thing that that like big umbrella looking thing shields him from the sun. So Lando is running another mining operation. Same old Lando. And Luke shows up. So they basically get there at the same time. Hmm. Um So then they 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 have to fly behind the thing to get to the dark side of the moon. And it takes them. T- it takes them ten hours to get there.
2: Dang. Yeah,
1: and then so they go down, and they start to make contact with this big, big, big mining thing that Lando's on, and they make contact with Lando. Fun. But then, oh, Imperial Star Destroyers show up.
2: So they're being tracked.
1: That's what that. That's what they would like you to think. But they were followed. Oh followed so they weren't going through hyperspace no they were but i think the i there here's the thing they aren't actually being tracked i'll just give you a hint they're not being tracked so is it you remember how i mentioned grand Um, animal was like hey we need these certain types of miners these machines earlier oh yep so, one of the next things in Str- Thrawn's plan is he needs these miners, f- these mining machines, for whatever reason, we don't know yet, and it just so happens, in a stroke of terribly bad luck, that Lando has them. <laughs> oh, gosh. gosh!
2: Gotcha. And
1: so, Thrawn shows up. At
2: the same time. At the same
1: time. Up. Yes. Yep. Bad time. And that is the, that's the end of issue number two. Um, any questions, comments, anything so far? No, that was a pretty quick one. Cool. Well, let's keep... Oh, yeah. Yep, I remember this one. This this one gets kind of crazy, actually. You see some Wookiees do some stuff that you haven't seen before. Uh, anyways, so we pick up right where we left off. There's a Star Destroyer. Did somebody say something? No, no we're, we're just laughing. Just... Oh. Wookiees doing yeah, something we haven't I... seen before. It's actually kind of strange when you. All right, w- I'm ready. Anyways, ready. We'll we'll see it. We'll see
2: number two. Here we go.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they're like, okay, holy, holy crap! What do we do? Lando scam- uh, scrambling some fighters, uh, but he's keeping them co- close to protect the complex. Um. Looks like we're the attack front then. I'll run ahead of you and try to confuse them. You follow and take them out. Han says, F- uh, that was Luke. Han says, sounds good. Stay close to the ground. Maybe you can run uh, some of them into the ridges. So then, um, this is really, I think this is really interesting because Luke like taps into the force. Oh that's right so he begins to hear what he thinks is Ben's voice and while he's he's communing with this voice he says Luke uh, Luke goes Ben and he says you will come to me Luke you must come to me who are you where are you you will find me and the jedi shall rise again until then farewell and then Luke says wait and then all of a sudden uh you realize that during this trance Luke just wrecks a bunch of tie fighters like he's having this force trance where he's talking to this other force user but he's like wrecking stuff while he's doing it um and he says while he was there he lost over half an hour so he was talking to this person in a force trance for half an hour and destroyed a bunch of tie fighters while he was doing it and all of that, can you guess what that the, the the purpose of that was? Was it the battle meditation thing? Nope. It was literally just to have the Jedi Master contact Luke through the Force.
2: Oh.
0: But it was initiated by
1: the the Jedi, right? The Jedi guy. Correct. Okay. Yep. Yep. So they took advantage of the moment while he was there, and. He can. He contacted Luke through the Force, Fun. and Luke thinks it could be Ben. Right. He doesn't know though. Let's see. I'm trying to think, because at some point they make they make contact with Lando. But anyways, they get they get the Star Destroyer away. It leaves. They make contact with Lando. Um. Let's see.
2: Looks like Lando's still flirting with Leia.
1: Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so Luke uh, says, um, basically, I'm hoping you can ad- you can identify this thing for me. And he hands it to Lando. Lando says, "Haven't seen one of these for years. Where did you get it?" And Luke says, "In a swamp on Dagobah." And Leia says, "Dagobah, the planet, the Dark Jedi." from Bifash fled to. And Luke says, we were uh, talking about Lando's smuggler contacts. Yeah. And Lando says, yeah, he's like, hey, stop. We're not talking about this. Stop. And then Lando's like, what do you need? uh, What do you need to trust them with? Trust them with? What do you need to trust? Anyways, so they're talking. Um... And Lando clearly recognizes what one that of these is. things, yeah. And then, oh, that's right. Okay, so here's here's another thing that you kind of miss in the comics; they kind of skim over it. But basically, the main group of people, because they were, you know, Han, Leia, and Wedge were attacked, and they tried to capture Leia on that planet they believe that there has to be a mole in the New Republic right because there. no yeah. one knew she was going. Gotcha. Yep, and so they're looking for a place for Leia to hide until the heat is over until and until Admiral Ackbar can find the mole in the Senate. So Lando says, uh, you saw how close the Imperials are breathing down her necks. We need a place to hide her until uh, Akbar finds the leak, she needs to stay in touch with what's happening on Coruscant. Uh, you need to encrypt an encrypt code slicer you can trust. Uh, I'm sorry, but I don't know any slicers. I trust that far. This is Lando speaking. He said uh, Han says, know any smugglers who might have one on retainer. And then Lando says, the only one who might come close is a smuggler named Talon Card. They say he's pretty honest. Han says, I've heard of Card. been trying to contact him for months. He's supposed to have the biggest group. Han says, Chewie has a suggestion. He's willing to take you to Kashyyyk if you want. He's willing to take Leia to Kashyyyk if she wants. Uh, She says, "Uh, I was under the impression that the Wookiees discouraged human visitors. Han says, it ought to be possible to keep the visit quiet uh you chewie the new republic um except we're back to the new republic rep knowing about me um the new republic rep there's a rep involved in this somehow too um he said yes but he'll be a wookie uh lando says you can use my ship of course in fact you can if you want company han i'll come along with you Han says, sure, if you want. Luke says, and then Han sends some meches, messages to Coruscant pretending is on board. And uh, Lando says, I have a better idea. Do you still have 3PO? Uh, Luke says he's helping R2 run a damage check on the Falcon Y. Uh, he says, you'll see. Let's go talk to the chief programmer. So now they're they're creating a plan where is going to go to Kashyyyk to hide. And uh, Han and Lando are going to go somewhere else and they are going to pretend that Leia is on the Falcon with them. So the goal is to mislead whoever the mole is in the New Republic uh, s- until they find out who the mole is. And so Leia is going to go stay with Chewie on Kashyyyk. Uh, and, and stay stay hidden there while they're trying to figure all this out. Uh, so th- there's this weird thing happening through the force with Luke. And then the other main story is that Leia is, they, they've really clearly figured out Leia is being tracked and they're trying to figure out a way to keep her safe, to find out who's responsible for leaking the information, um, especially because she's pregnant
2: mm-hmm. with so, twins
1: with twins. Um. So they're doing something uh, to see 3PO. He's like, this is a violation of our program. He's like, actually, Lando says, actually, 3PO, uh, you're fulfilling your primary program. A translation droid is supposed to speak for his mistress. And they made 3PO's voice sound just like Leia.
2: That's
1: cool. And then That's Han's cool. like,
2: like... When anyone talked to the Falcon, correct. they can say, like, it's Leia. He probably sounds way better than his normal voice. Let's be real.
1: Oh, yeah. And she's like, Do I really sound like that? And Han just kind of smirks. <laughs> uh, and Leia says, Luke. And Luke says, I'll ride w- ride with you as far as the shield ship goes. Then I'm off to Joe Mark. I have to see if Seaboth is there, um, even if it might be a trap. So he's going to a place called Joe Mark to see if he can contact this jedi master he now's know he now knows is seaboth because he's trying to jedi. again find jedi? yes he's again trying to find another jedi to be friends with <laughs> and build up you know the jedi temple yeah, yeah. and everything again um so anyways they begin going their separate ways Um, On the fringes of the the Othiga system, Chewbacca and Leia Leia replace Lando on his yacht and dart for Kashyyyk. Seeing them safely away, Luke departs for Jomark while aboard the Falcon. uh, Lando says, she'll be fine. Han says, it's nice to know. Uh, That's nice to know, so what's for entertainment? Uh, And then Lando says, I thought we might do a little sightseeing. And Han says, sightseeing. He said, you said you wanted to go see Talon card. And he said, are you serious? And Lando says, why not? You want cargo ships and a good slicer. Uh, card can supply both. So they need the, slice, the slicer so that they can keep uh, a monitor of what is going on in Coruscant without the people in Coruscant knowing for Leia. Gotcha. Uh, and to make contact with Admiral Akbar without you know, alerting people. Uh, Han says, you know how to make contact with Card, and Lando says, not directly, but I know how to get to his people. As long as uh, we have 3PO aboard, I thought we'd cut a new path. Uh, Han says, that'll take time, and he says, not as much as you think. 3PO, you there? And he says, of course. Um, Come on up. It's time for your debut performance. (laughs) So then we're back on the Camaro with Ron. Uh, Captain Pelion enters, and he says, one of our probes in the Athega system has picked up Skywalker and his companions. Thrawn says, interesting. Uh, What's that third ship uh, maneuvering to link up or link with the Falcon's hatch? And he says, that's the lady luck. So they've identified Lando's ship linking up with the Falcon." Um, Thron says observe the strategy, Captain. They're making a switch. Um, I, how can you see this? Like, how is uh worried? they had they were just doing surveillance. Okay. They were running scanners and stuff in the system. Oh. And they found okay. they they found like the Falcon and the X Wing and then okay. the Lady Luck. And they were able to see that the Lady Luck and the Falcon uh were locked together for a little bit. Um he says, "But sir, we've." And then Thrawn cuts him off, and he's like, "Excellent. Four minutes, fifty-three seconds. Three people transferred, transferred between those two ships." And Pellian says, "At any rate, we know that Leia, uh, Organa, Solo remain aboard the Falcon." And Thrawn says, "Do we indeed?" And he says, "I believe we do. We intercepted a transmission from her aboard the Falcon after the Lady Luck left." And Thrawn goes a voice print doctor droid, probably that 3PO protocol droid. Oh, gosh. Dang, so he, he just, like sees it, right through now. it. Dude, he's so smart. And Paleon <laughs> says, I don't understand. And he says, Oriana Solo and the Wookiee are aboard the Millennium Falcon. I know exactly where they are going. Um, He says, you're not serious, sir. He says, perfectly serious. They're going to Kashyyyk. They know they can't avoid our Nogri forever, so they've decided to surround her with Wookiees. He says, Kashik is a death trap, sir. The Wookiees are extremely capable fighters. And he says, so are the Nogri. Now what of Skywalker? Dang. Yeah. He says this uh his vector was consistent with the course, a course towards Joe Mark. He said we leave for Joe Mark at once. How much lead do, do we have on him? Uh he says at least four days. Or how much lead time do we have? He says, at least four days. And then Thrawn says, we need two more ships, an Interceptor or Interdictor cruiser to bring Skywalker out of hyperspace and some kind of fighter or freighter, expendable preferably. Understood, sir. With your permission, I'll get the Chimera underway. So Thrawn's already thinking of something and thinking of a way to bring Luke out of hyperspace. Fun. Yep, that's great. Uh, So he says, so then we... See, we're with Luke and R2 in the X Wing. He says, All right, R2, I'm awake because R2 wakes him up. Uh, he said, Hmm, we're nearly 20 light years short of Joe Mark. Uh, ang- he, and then I think he's, he thinks to himself, Anger, fear, aggression, the dark side of the Force are they. So he's like, has a flashback of Yoda and he says, Let's get out of here, R2. Um, but then, you see uh, You see two star destroyers. There's a freighter, uh, an old derelict freighter, and then uh, the X-wing is there in the midst of all of this. And the starter, the star destroyer says, "Unidentified starfighter. This is Imperial Star Destroyer Chimera. Transmit your ID code and state your business." And Luke says, "R two, find me the nearest edge of that interdictor's gravity wave." cone Mm -hmm. um he says if i can keep that freighter between us and the the destroyer we might be able to get out of range before they lock on us in a tractor beam uh they're trying to hail luke again um they're threatening him again um and he says nothing to do but go for it hang on um r2 drop a, a proton torpedo and head it straight aft. No sensors, no homing codes. Can you do that? And so he blows up the freighter behind him. This derelict freighter. Uh, in an attempt to put something between him and the Star Destroyer. Uh, but then they they get him in a tractor beam. <laughs> oh gosh. So uh, they get pu- they're getting pulled in. And Luke says, R2, we're going to try something tricky. Reverse trigger the accelerate- accelerator compensator. Full power bypass the cutoffs and he says r2 now and he says firing two proton torpedoes directly at the imperial star destroyer luke pulls his x-wing into a steep climb momentarily eluding the destroyer's tractor beam he gets free and he's uh looks like thron says so come with me captain he says yes sir uh he walks oh, over to the tractor beam operator. I, first thing I saw was, was at the bottom of the yeah. thing. Yeah, <laughs> Don't don't ruin it. Don't ruin it for people who can't see it. Oh, so yeah. Thrawn says, so he walks over to the tractor beam operator and he says, your name? And he says, uh, he says his name. Uh, he said, you were in charge of the tractor beam. He said, it wasn't my fault. And Thrawn says, explain. And the, the guy says, I was never trained for such uh, an occurrence, sir. The computer couldn't tell the X-Wing from the torpedoes. And Thrawn says, who is your officer? Uh, he says, Ensign, cl- Coal Cleanser, sir. And he says, are you in charge of this man? And the guy says, yes, sir. His training gear was your responsibility. Yes, sir. But he was a conscript. And Thrawn says, I see. And looks and says, Rook. And begins to say, anyone can make an error in sign." but that error doesn't become a mistake until you refuse to correct it. And then Root cuts off the tractor beam operator's head. And what I saw was just a head floating with blood Blood splitting out of its neck. (laughs) Yep, Root just comes in and kills him, and he says the error has now been corrected. Dispose of it. Carry on. Damn. Yeah.
2: It kind of looked like the hyperblade that he used, but... Yeah,
1: Rooks, he loves those knives. I'm trying to think, did he have a knife in Rebels? Uh, He had a staff. I think he did have a knife at one point. Okay. So they're saying, uh, basically, Thrawn's saying the maneuver that Luke used actually blew out his his hyperdrive in the process. Um, A light year... He he said he blew out his hyperdrive a light year away, no farther. All we have to do is make a search along the vector or persuade others to search for us. Uh, Captain Pellian says, shall I contact the rest of the fleet? Theron says, no, I think we will subcontract this one out. Send messages to the local smugglers. Uh, and among the ones he mentions, Card is one of them. And he says, use their private encrypt codes as a reminder. Give them Skywalker's vector and offer them a bounty of 30,000 credits for his capture. He says, yes, sir. Uh, Sir, if you knew his escape was only temporary. And then Thrawn cuts him off and he says, the Empire is at war, Captain. We cannot afford men who cannot adapt to uh, to unexpected situations. So now... As Thrawn anticipated, Luke is sitting in space. Um and his hyperdrive is is messed up. Um they're trying to f- he's trying to fix it with R2. He's actually outside his X Wing and doing a spacewalk, trying to fix his X Wing in the middle of space. Damn I've And then I've never seen that before. You talking about Plocoon?
2: No, spacewalk. Like seen. him working on his thing, but now that
0: you mentioned Plakun, I do remember him in space now. So,
1: yeah, funny. we've never <laughs> seen anybody do this with an X wing.
2: Well, and like we've um, never seen like their helmet fully closed.
1: Yeah, he has a he has a breathing apparatus on
2: thing. That's pretty dope. That's cool.
1: Anyway, um, so he's he's been out there for hours, and he's like, uh, "I'm coming in R 2 While you're waiting, I want you to pull everything put everything we've got uh, on the subspace radio antenna. We're going to have to rig a new antenna, either repulsor lift, either the repulsor lift or the sensor jammer will have, we'll have the wire we need. Um, R2 beeps. He's like, yes, I know what the life supports limitations are. That's why you'll do the wiring while I'm in hibernation. Now, don't forget anything. If anything goes wrong or you even think something's about to go wrong, wake me up. Got that? Um, I guess this is it then. I've done all I can. I can only trust in the Force. Uh, And his last thought before he falls into a Jedi trance, he thinks about Leia. So he goes into this deep Force hibernation trance thing while R2's working on stuff so that he can preserve his life support and preserve his own life. Mm Mm-hmm. So think now so. we're on Kashyyyk. Yep, now we're on Kashyyyk. Uh, she's there. She's there with Chewie. She wakes up. She has a vision of Luke. Or she has a dream of Luke. She wakes up. Uh, Chewbacca, we must be coming into Kashyyyk, and they're they're arriving, right, as she wakes up. Uh, so there is a Wookiee, uh, a few Wookiees there waiting for her uh, when they land. Uh, so his name... I think they say it in a second. Oh yeah, Ral, Ral, Ra. It's like a tongue twister. It's R A L, R R A, Ral, Ra, or whatever. And the city is named. I'm not going to even begin to pronounce that. But it starts with an R. You guys see it down there at the bottom right? I don't
0: know. Down here, Wookie. can you see my mouse? Yeah, I can't speak. Yeah, it's, Wookie, it's crazy, so.
1: it's crazy. Anyways, so they're the 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 Wookie city on Kashyyyk. We got the the gray Wookie, and they're taking Leia around. Um, and it, this is really cool because we get to see a side of Kashik that we haven't seen, which, which technically isn't canon. But they have like elevators and this big transportation system between all of their treetop cities um see they're taking her to the village where she's going to stay says as the lift descends leia realizes the entire city is supported by branches it's really small so sometimes i can't see the words supported by branches uh she says it's almost like one giant plant The wiki says it is a living reminder of the unity and strength of the Wookiee people. We will return to the surface now. Um, So they're taking her around and showing her stuff. And then the wiki says uh, she wished to see the village structure. We are ready to to go now. And the Wookiees are taking her. So all these Wookiees are speaking English? Some of them can speak basic. I didn't know that. I didn't know that Wookiee's good uh, at that.
2: It's not canon, so.
1: No. Yeah. So they, they took her on a bit, a little detour to go to the village. They came back and they're like, oh, now we're ready to go. But then, if you see at the bottom, there's a Nogri and he's watching them. Oh, dang. And she looks up and she gasps and then she screams Chewie. And Chewie just, he's like, she's like one of the creatures that attacked us. Uh, uh, is up there in the window right there, and chewie just just blows the door in. And then him and the other Wookiee that's been showing them around go in, and then there's nothing. There's nothing there. And so she's like, he was there. I saw him. And the other wookie says, uh, that may be there. That may be true, but we found no trace of him., uh, no trace of no one. And she's like, he went over the edge, uh, either worked his way under the village, with climbing gear or meta craft hovering below. And the the other wiki's like, okay, well, if that's the case, I'm going to go down uh, in the lift car to look for him. Uh, And then Chewie growls. Uh, You're right, your safety, Leia Organa, is most important. We will take you now to safety, then look for the intruder. So they're going to take her to her spot. uh, And then they're going to look for this ghost Nogri that she saw. So then all of a sudden Luke wakes up out of his trance and there's a a freighter. And someone from the freighter says, unidentified starfighter, this is the freighter Wild Card. Do we know that name from somewhere? No. Card?
2: Card? Oh, I thought you said Wild
1: Card. As in in Talon Card? Oh. Oh. So now we're seeing that Talon, Talon Card has come back into the story. Um... And they bring him into their freighter. That is a so weird like a tractor beam. That's a yeah. weird. It's like a, it's weird. like an alien tractor beam. Yeah, it like Luke's like <laughs> riding on R two D two up. It's R2-D2. kind of funny looking. Yeah, he's riding up with R two D two. So he gets on the ship. Um, he's sensing the force. He's like, no, there's only four other people on board, and then he meets Talon Card. And Talon says, Hello "Good there. evening." I'm. Ta- he said, "Hello there." Yeah. He says, "I'm Talon Card, and you presume are Commander Luke Skywalker." And he says, "I resigned my Alliance commission four years ago." He says, "I understand. I stand corrected. You found a good place to get away from it all." And Luke says, "I had a little help from an Imperial Star Destroyer. How do you? How did you know who I was?" And Card says, "With a lightsaber attached to your belt, you're either Skywalker or someone with." insufferably uh an insufferably insufferably high opinion of himself. That's uh, and Luke says, you were, you sound as if you were expecting to find me here. Uh card says, we were, but I can't take the credit. My associate, Mara Jade, led us here. She's on the bridge. So cautious he says it says cautiously, Luke reaches out with a force and he senses three on the bridge. The pilot whom uh, with whom I spoke, the co-pilot, and behind them, and then she's like, "I hate you." What the? She's heck? like either she's either sending it through the forest or she's thinking it, but she's like straight up says, "I hate you." I think like their look. minds connected,
0: and she knew that yeah. he was listening in on her thoughts or whatever, which is
1: crazy. But she's just she's super.
2: She hates him, and then now he has a picture of this person. Yeah. His uh, vision.
1: So Card, I guess, senses uh, that they had that, that, or expects they had that sort of exchange. And he's like, yes, that's her. It took me several months to realize it was you personally for whom she had these feelings. And he's like, I've never met her before. And he's like, not a pity. I was hoping you could tell me why she feels that way. I suppose there's nothing for us to talk about at the moment. And then someone tases Luke, and they fly away. Fun. Yep. Oh gosh, I looked like
0: Ahsoka for a second. On um, for like. Oh no, it's, it was, it's it, was it was slightly blurry before it, like came in. I'm like, yeah, okay, looks yeah. like Ahsoka.
1: Well, really quickly, let's take a quick break and hear a word from the second sponsor of today's video wesley andrews coffee and tea this is a perfect time for a coffee break don't you think
2: yep yeah
1: are you okay drew
2: uh i could use some coffee
1: me too all right jeremiah you getting sleepy a little bit (laughs) Uh uh-oh all right well let's hear a word from the second sponsor of today's episode wesley andrews coffee and tea hey everyone andrew here i'm pleased to tell you that the sponsor for today's episode is wesley andrews coffee and tea If you don't know anything about Wesley Andrews, you definitely should. They're an award-winning coffee roaster and shop in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and they make fantastic coffee. The awesome thing is that they have a subscription service that gets those amazing coffee beans delivered to your door on an either weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly basis. Unfortunately, we're all being negatively affected by this virus right now. With that being said, what a better time to try some new coffee and support a local business I know they'll greatly appreciate it and we will too. After all, using the code EMPIRE radio with a capital E and a capital R with no space at checkout, when you start a new subscription at wesleyandrews.cc, you'll get 50% off your first purchase. I can't think of a better deal. Get 50% off, support a local Minneapolis coffee shop, and support your favorite Star Wars podcast. In the words of Emperor Palpatine, do it. Do it, go get a subscription. Do it. You should do the thing. Get some coffee. You won't regret it. For those of you that are uh, watching on YouTube, if you're still watching with us, following along, you will probably have not heard. If you heard an ad just now, let us know because I didn't. I didn't play one, and <laughs> that would be really weird. But uh, that's where our ad is going to go in post production. So. All right, let's dive back in and wrap this thing up, shall we? Yeah. Yes. All right. So now Luke's coming to. He sees Mara Jade in front of him. She says, finally awake are you? That's right. Come back to the world of the living. Uh, She's like, don't like it do you, suddenly losing everything that made you special. And he goes, my Jedi senses they're gone. Can you share your Uh, screen again? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. (sighs) That's fine. What a... What a nerf herder!
0: I wasn't gonna say it, but
1: <laughs> can you see now?
0: Uh, it's yes, there it is.
1: Okay, so he's waking up. He realizes his Jedi powers are gone, and she's like, "Don't like it, do you?" Suddenly losing everything that made you special, and Word. she, because she's taunting him because she knows his Jedi senses are gone.
0: Oh,
1: yep. And so he goes, let me guess, Mara Jade. And she goes, that doesn't impress me. Card told you my name. (laughs) And he goes, he also told me that you were the one who found my X-Wing. Thank you. And she says, save it. As far as I'm concerned, the only question is whether to kill you now or turn you over to the Imperials. And she's like, try to escape, and I'll I'll kill you. And so you see more of this compound, and they're on a, a world that looks... Similar to indoor, they're by a lake, a big lake. There's a lot of forest around them. And if you notice, there's a shield generator that's yep. very similar to the one on uh, Hoth that we see. Yep. So they're they trapped. She or Luke's trap. He she brings him in front of Card, uh, and Card says, "Ah Skywalker, come and join me. Welcome back to the land of the living. Uh, sit down, please." And his dog, his dog. One of the two of his dogs is growling at Luke, and he's like, "Ah, chill. He's a guest." Um. Uh, Luke says, "I don't think it believes you," and uh, and he says, "Come and Chin, come and take them out with you." And someone comes in and takes the dogs out. So, uh, he sits down in front of this card, this talent card guy, and he says, "I'd like to see my droid." And Card says, "Maybe later, after we've figured out what to do with you, how about you send me back home for double whatever the Empire is offering?" And he says, "Unfortunately, the problem isn't money. If the Empire discovered we'd uh, released you, they'd be highly displeased with us. Besides, we've uh, they've offered thirty thousand. Three are uh, there are dozens of ships searching for you, and they have no idea uh, how to hold a Jedi. Even if they caught you." And he, Luke goes, how did you manage it? And Talon goes, tell me why the Empire wants you, and I'll tell you why your Jedi powers aren't working. Uh, he said, no, I didn't think so. And Luke says, no matter what happens to me, the Empire is doomed. We'll win eventually, if only if only by force of numbers. He says, I hope we can come to a, to a decision without too much delay. So Luke leans back, and he's like, don't uh, hurry on my account. This seems like a nice place. He says it's not uh it's not the Vorn Vornskers in the forest are more vicious than my pets. And don't count on your count on your Jedi skills to save you. There are considerably more Yasilamari in the forest. And Luke says, Yasilamari. He says they seem to have the unusual ability to push back the force. You could always return uh r- return R2. And me to where you found us, and we'll take our chances. And he says, including the Imperials. And Luke says, including the Imperials. So he's trying to get him to release him. But it doesn't work. Um, so, anyways, we see Han and Lando and C three PO in the Millennium Falcon, and they're having C three PO make a transmission for them. Um, let's see. No, I Han says, No, I assure you, every oh, excuse me. C3PO talking as Leia says basically everything is fine. Um and then someone says, May I recommend you don't stay away any uh much longer. But anyway, they're making a transmission to give the impression that Leia is okay and they're checking in with who they're talking to. Uh they want to know when she's back she's gonna be back, and they're uh Let's see. Amar Akbar wants to know when you'll be back. He's having problems with the family. Oh, she's talking to Winter. They they changed to, uh, they changed to Winter, and Winter is uh, talking to Han now. Han says, "I'm here, Winter. What's up?" Uh, she says, "Amar Akbar wants to know when you'll be back. He's having problems with the family." Han says, "I'm not surprised. What's the latest on the?" Whatever the I can't even pronounce that, but it's the people they were with earlier when they were, uh, they tried to capture Leia. Uh, but what's the recovery program for that? She says the material seems to be moving well enough. Han says, What did they do? Dig up some mothball container ships somewhere. And she says, Actually, he made his own, uh, took some capital ships. Um, cut back the crews, and put in extra droids. Uh, he says those would make a great target practice for the Imperials. She says the orbit dock and shipyards at Solis are Vaughn are very well defended. Uh, but Han says, got to go, talk to you later, and then they end the transmission. So then they go to a place, I'm guessing this is Sullis Vaughn, I don't remember, but they go to this really pretty world, Um c 3 is complaining about impersonating Leia, and Han's like, shut up, it's all right. <laughs> um, uh, so they're looking for contacts to try to find Card, and they're going to a place, him and Lando are going to a place on this planet to meet this contact. Oh, they're on Abregato. And Lando says, this is a pleasant surprise. The civilization finally come to Abrigado. Uh Han says, stranger things have happened. And then it, they look over. And Han goes, uh-oh, looks like, or Lando goes, uh-oh, looks like someone's about to get the hammer. And there's like a bunch of police outside of a door just waiting <laughs> to bust in. And then Han's like, don't worry, our contact is over here. And they go into a bar and or i guess it's a casino it's like a casino and a bar and they sit down at a table they're doing some talking slash, whoa i was gonna say <laughs>
2: slash strip club
1: nah i th- i mean it's a that's definitely a butt right there i mean it's, <laughs> sure but it's like a it's like a hologram Holograph. hologram waitress or something like that okay
2: <laughs> All right, let's go with that. <laughs>
1: so they sit down at a table. Two face, and there, it does kind of look like him. So Han oh, sits funny. down at a table <laughs> uh, where he's playing Sabak with three other guys, um, and I believe the contact is one of these. It's the two face guy. So Han sits down. And he says, deal me in. And the Two Face guy says, if for those of you that can't see, he's got a really messed up side of his face, which is why we're calling him. Yeah, he looks like Two Face. Yeah. So Two Face is like, uh, it's my deal and we've already started. And Han's like, the bet's not in yet. Give me my cards. Uh, so they give him his card. He's like, that's more like it reminds me of when I used to drop the hammer on the guys back home. <laughs> There's an old guy. He's like, did you? well now you're playing with the big boys and han says i'm not exactly an amateur i've won uh 63 games this month this is all uh the other guy says this is all very interesting but some of us would like to play cards um so somebody walks up behind han and this guy with a beard and he's like cheater and han's like what and the guy with the beard says, this card is a skifter. Uh, Han said, that's the card I was dealt. If it's a skifter, it came from the dealer. And then the gambling police <laughs> show up and they're like, they start to grab the Two-Face guy. And the guy, one of the police officers says, your, uh, keep your hands on the table. We'll handle this, Reverend. And uh, the 2 faced guy says, why would I give someone else a skifter? And the guy with the beard says, there's only one way to be sure. Uh, the police guy says, "Don't tell us our job, Reverend." And they take out a scanner. They scan Han. Han's clean, and they say, "All right, let's take the dealer down to the station." And he's like, "What? I'm a citizen. What happened to that guy who was sitting next to me?" Um. So they created a ver- a diversion. To get the guy with the, he was smoking the cigarette out of there. So he was the the contact. Uh, so the whole thing, the whole thing was a diversion. Gotcha. Um, and instead of him getting caught for cheating, Han, they made a diversion to get him out of there while the other guy was being taken away. Fun because they don't like they don't like cheaters in the casino. Um, so this guy is named Torv. And Han says, good to see you again. Uh, and so they, they begin talking about Talon Card. Han and him talk about Talon Card. Um, so they're talking about how they can get in contact with him. He says he wants Card to m- move freight for the New Republic. Uh, he's like, interesting, but I don't make the decisions. And he says, so take us to Card. Uh, and this guy, Torv, says he's at the main base. I can't take you there. He says, why not? He says, we j- don't just let visitors uh flit in and out. He says, so now you're going to get your ship out. So how are you going to get your ship out of impoundment? Because the ship was impounded earlier. And Han says, let us give you a ride back to card. All I ask is... 15 minutes with him um he's like i'm gonna get in trouble for this he's like come on we're not exactly random strangers uh he says all right but i do all the navigation on the way in so this guy who is his contact come to find out his ship's been impounded he's like how are you gonna get off the world anyways let us give you a ride and he allows him to give him a ride um so now they're back on the planet with talon card his base um mara comes in uh and she's like, "Hey, Flynn, Finn, Torv's coming in with two guests, Solo and Calrissian." And she's like, "What do they want?" And he says, "Just to talk to me." She says, "Let them drop Torv and get out. You don't, did you? Didn't invite them here?" And he's like, "True, but Torv seems to think he's in their debt." Um, she's like, "Let him pay it back on his own time." She's like, "Super short this whole time." So, do you notice that she's got Luke's lightsaber on her belt? Yes she took that thing she said i'm i'm keeping i'm keeping a hold of this um so basically they're talking and they're like she's she says what about skywalker because he's going to entertain uh solo and cow racing and she's like what about skywalker and talent talent cards like he stays here Uh, until I know why Thrawn wants him, move him to uh, the number four shed and lose the lightsaber before our guests arrive. Uh, She says, I wasn't planning on hanging around. And Talon said, I'd like you to be there to greet them when I greet them uh, and to join us for dinner. So they're having dinner with him now. So she goes to move Luke. And she's like, get your stuff and go, let's go. Um... She says, we've got company coming, and we don't have any formal wear your size. Now, come on. And she moves him into this like storage shed and then shoots the the inside uh, mechanism for the door, and it slams shut, and he's, l- stuck. he's locked in. Yeah, he's stuck. He needs to find another power source. So he does all this stuff, and basically using his artificial hand... Uh, because he he breaks out because he finds R two through a vent in another room. So he 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 happens to be on the other side of the wall to R <laughs> two, and the two, yeah, I know the two of them together using his artificial hand, uh, begin to break out. So Solo, Han Solo, Lando Calrissian show up. They're doing the thing, uh, this whole thing, and he's like, Hey, I heard you needed a slicer. One of my best slicers will be at dinner. Come have dinner with us. Uh, and we can talk about all this. Uh, so they show up at dinner. And there's one of them. Three of my associates, Wade Warren, Chin, and Gent, the slicer. And of course, you've already met Mara Jade. And Han says we've met, which I can't remember. When did they meet?
0: oh later?
1: when they when they landed oh i'm guessing um uh, but then they start they start having small talk and lando says i've got a bad feeling about this and han said i've seen her before and i don't think she was a smuggler and lando says what do, uh what do we do in the meantime and lando said we enjoy it. let's just enjoy our meal so they're they're eating Um, and then while they're there having dinner, guess who shows up drawn? Yep. (laughs) Right in orbit. Um, so they tell card, they're like, he came in from light speed 10 minutes ago. Captain Paleon asked for you personally. And Talon's like, where's the Falcon? Um, and Mara says pad eight under the trees. And, uh, he says, throw a camo net over it. So now they're like, they have Lando and Han and Luke, and Thrawn's there, which is not good. Uh, So Thrawn gets on, he says, good afternoon, Captain Card, I'm Grant Admiral Thrawn. Uh, uh, Card says, good afternoon, Admiral, this is an unexpected honor, may I ask the purpose of your call? He said, we need Ysila He said, are you having trouble keeping them alive? And Thrawn said none have died. We simply need more. As long as we're coming, uh, we need more. As long as we're coming, it might be a good time for us to talk. And Card said, "What sort of talk?" And he says, "I'm in the market for a f- for new warship ships." Uh, then there's the matter of your refusal your refusal to help search for Skywalker. And he says, "We couldn't spare the ships." And Thrawn says, we'll have time to discuss such things when I arrive on Mir- Merkur, which is the planet's name. And he says, I look forward to our meeting, and there are three Imperial shuttles already heading down from space Fun. to meet Taloncard. So he's he's got a pain in his neck. And he says, Telchin, we've got Imperial guests. Have uh, Aves move the Falcon further undercover cover. And she says, what about Solo and Calrissian? And he says, I'll deal with them myself. Uh, And she's like, why not hand them over to Thrawn? And he says, with no offer of a bounty. And she says, I don't find that a compelling reason. So they're arguing what to do. And Talon's like, well, at the very least, this is going to be an interesting afternoon. So then Luke gets the door open just long enough for him to jump through. He goes in, he picks up R2 and he's like, okay, let's keep an eye out for anyone. We're getting out of here. And then they see a bunch of people running around and moving around and stuff. And he's like, I don't like it either. Let's move. It doesn't have a th- uh, anything to do with us. So then uh, Luke's out in the forest and Mara Jade walks by and she doesn't sense him. And then he basically goes and steals a ship from Talon Card. <laughs> To try to get off the planet. That's fun. She sees the ship uh, flying away. She gets in her own ship, and then they start chasing one another, and Luke tries to do a fancy turn, and he crashes. Boy! (laughs) Yeah, so that's great. So Luke's out in the middle of nowhere with Mara Jade chasing him, and then the Imperials are arriving on the base. So they show up, And then, let's see. Oh, and then, so it cuts to Han and Lando, and they're out in the forest hiding with this slicer guy. Uh, and he's like, you get stormtroopers often? Uh, Han says to the guy, he's like, you get stormtroopers often? And the guy's like, not often. Once or twice to pick up Yssel Amari. Can we get back to the ship now? Uh, and Han says, what do you think, Lando? And Lando says, got to have something to do with that. Uh, skip ray that went burning out of here which was the one Luke was in so it's interesting they're there they don't know each other's there but they're watching everything unfold from two diff- very different perspectives uh, and then the slicer was like there was some kind of prisoner Jade and Card had him stashed away and he uh, Han asked what he looked like the guy doesn't know uh, he's, Han's Gives Lando the binoculars, and he says, look, looks like they're going inside. Let me see it. Um, and then, Does he this is the first the time. No, but oh. he recognizes the rank of the person. He doesn't know who oh. it is, but he recognizes that he's a Grand Admiral. So this is the first time they're seeing Thrawn now, which is interesting. Yeah. Um. So they go inside, and then... Han's like, let's get back to the Falcon. We'll stick around long enough to figure out cards game and then we're gone even if we have to take off with that camo net still hanging on the ship. So then we cut to Luke. He gets out of the wrecked... um, He gets out of his wrecked ship and then he sees another wrecked ship. Apparently, Mara Jade crashed too Hmm. and he goes to check it out and the second he goes in, she's holding a gun at him and she's like, I knew you'd come. And that's the end of the issue.
0: So is that going to be like they're stranded alone together and they fall in love because they have to survive? Or uh, like no,
1: that? not exactly. Oh, okay, But they are stranded together now. So just to recap, we're there with Talon Cards Group. And he's got Lando and Han there as guests to talk business while they're there the empire shows up they've got luke captured the whole time no one knows that luke's there except for talon's guys luke tries to break away crashes mara crashes now they're stranded in the middle of the forest uh so then the empire goes out searching for those wrecked ships So then we're seeing that there is a full squad of stormtroopers going out and looking uh, around the wreckage, and she's like, "Move into the trees." Uh, So they they run into the trees to hide, and they're trying to hide from the stormtroopers. So the stormtroopers leave, and Luke says, "Well, they're gone." And she says, "Quiet. They'll have a sensor. They'll leave. They'll have left a sensor behind in case someone tries to come back. Um, Keep quiet." now that, uh, keep the droid quiet and grabs and grab some distance. So they're out in the woods. And, uh, she says three days to heal your city. And Luke says, and how many of us are going there? Um, and she says, that's the question, isn't it? Uh, she says, let me tell you something, Skywalker. I've wanted to kill you for a long time. And he says, what, what did I do to you? She says, you destroyed my life. It's only fair that I destroy yours. He says, you said you needed to find out what card told the Imperials. What if I could get you a secure comm channel? And she says, how? And he says, R2 can send an uh, an encrypt to my X-Wing. You have people who can pull a dump, don't you? And she says, funny how this scheme just happens to require I keep you both alive uh, a while. What about the droid? Can he traverse this forest? And Luke says, he can make... A, uh, We can make a Travoy if you'll give me the lightsaber for a minute. So it's interesting because R2 doesn't have the same ability in this that he did in the other stories. Um, But she's like, sit down, I'll do it. And Luke's like, careful, lightsabers are tricky. And she cuts through a tree super, super easily. And she's like, your concern for my welfare is touching. And Luke says, you've handled a lightsaber before. And she says, in case you feel like making a grab for my blaster... Um, so they're out in the woods and they're trying to make a break for this city um. and so while the Imperials are gone Han's talking to Card again and he's like what was that all about and Card says just some clients wanting to look the place over uh, so he's like oh yeah so you're working for the Empire now Uh, and so they're talking and Han's telling Telling Card, he's like, "Yeah, but you know their commander personally." And Card said, "That's information." And Han says, "What will this Grand Admiral's name cost me?" And he said, "For the moment, it's not for sale. We'll talk about it later." And Han says, "I think we'll just say our goodbyes." And he says, "You can't take off now. That to start Star destroyer will swat you down." Um. So they're gonna stay for dinner and and wait it out. Um. But then, so him and Han go looking around. Um, and Han's like, I wanted to check out Card's Storage Shed, the one with the prisoner. And he said the locks been... So they, they start basically, they start going through and investigating uh, this prisoner and where he was and trying to figure out who it is. Because I think Han has a hunch that it might be Luke. Yeah. Um, So then they get caught by Talon card and uh, Han says you were because they see a restraining thing and he's like you were holding a droid too. And Talon card says Gent knows everything about computers but not how to keep his mouth shut. And Han's like who was he uh, and Lando shows up uh, behind Talon. He says maybe we don't need to buy it. And uh, Talon's like, that information's not for sale. What did you find, Lando? And Lando shows up and he says, a Mercel power supply. That's how he got out. The manufacturer's logo is readable. Recognize it? And he reads the name. He's like, that's a bioelectric power supply, right? And uh, Lando goes, just like the kind you'd put in an artificial hand. And Talon says, all right, so Skywalker was here. He escaped in one of our skip rays and crashed. And Han's like, he what? And Talon said, he's all right. Uh, Han says, you don't sound too sure of that. And then he says, Mara Jade went after him. Uh, and why mints words, she wants to kill him. And Han says, why? And he says, I don't know. And he says, how did he get here? They tell him the whole story about how they found him. And then Han says, so what are we going to do about Luke? And then Talon says, there's nothing we can do tonight. Uh, Not with the Predators roaming the forest and Grand Admiral still in orbit. In the meantime, dinner should be ready. So they go to have dinner. And then we're back on the Grand Admiral again. This is becoming quite the plot. You guys have any questions or anything so far? No. No. That was pretty
0: straightforward, just, at least for a, a mystery. Like, we don't know exactly everything, but
2: just anyway.
1: listening along.
2: We're still here, though. Yeah.
1: That's good. That's good.
2: For the listeners, we're still here.
1: So, him and Paleon are talking. Um, and they're talking about the search for Mara and this person who they presume is Skywalker. Um, and they're talking about how there's only one practical source for them to, to go to, and this is the city that Mara said that they are going towards. And Thrawn says, detail three squads of stormtroopers, half a biker scout unit, and three chariot light us off vehicles. Um, he says, card lied to us, you see. That uh, incident today took place in complete radio silence. What do you suggest? What does that just suggest to you? Uh, that he refuses to participate in our search for Skywalker? And then Palian says, you mean that Skywalker was in the skip ray? And he says, unlikely, but worth following up. Uh, Palian says, sir, if we stay here more than a day or two, we may have to move back the Solus Vaughn attack. And he says, we're not moving Solus Vaughn. Not, not for Skywalker, not for anyone. Uh, Sol- Solusi art indicates a biannual cycle pattern, or a cyclic pattern. Uh, pattern, and I want to hit them at their most sluggish point. Three squads of Stormtroopers should be able to handle Skywalker and card two if it turn- if he turns out to be a traitor. So they are leaving uh, Stormtroopers and stuff at the place where they think Luke and Mara Jade are going to come out to catch them off guard. So now we have Mara Jade and Luke and they're sitting in the dark uh, by some trees and Luke's like, yeah, it reminds me of Endor. The forest sounds so busy, blah, 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 small talk. Um, and she says, it's busy, all right. Vorns- Vornskers? The the predators are nocturnal. And Luke says, strange. Card's pets seemed wide awake this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said they do most of their hunting at night. Um, he says, maybe we ought to travel at night. And she says, this whole force is dotted with clearings. Any orbiting ship would see us. Uh, And then R2 starts picking up something. And then we have one of those Vorskers, whatever they're called. (laughs) Whiskers. Whiskers, yeah. So it goes for Luke. She just drops it with her blaster. And uh, Luke's like, uh, are cards pets a different species? Or did he have their tails removed. And she says, uh, they use those tails like whips. There's also a mild poison in them. Uh, we found that removing their tails kills a lot of their aggression. And Mm. he says, I wouldn't want to look a Vorsker in the teeth again. She says, get used to it. It's a long way to the edge of the forest. And he says, fortunately you seem to be an excellent shot. And she thinks to herself before I kill him, I'll make him tell me the secret of his Jedi mind control. So there's that. Uh, Let's see. So we have got Talon Card now, and he's on the roof with his pets. We're talking about Solo and Calrissian getting bedded down. Uh, They went back to their ship. He said maybe pulling Skywalker's computer logs will convince them we're on their side. They're organizing a search party for the next day. He says, what if we don't get to them first? We'll just have to take them away from the, the stormtrooper. Stormtroopers. Think you can pull put a team together? He said, yeah, a bunch of our people figure they owe Skywalker uh, for saving them from Jabba the Hut, which apparently happened when Leia killed him on Tatooine in Return of the Jedi. And he said, that's a problem if we can't get away from the Imperials. Well, we, can, we can't let them have him alive. Better hit uh, the sack. Tomorrow's going to be a busy day. And he says, one way or another, my life here is at an end. Okay. So this is when things get interesting on Kashyyyk. So uh, Leia is in bed uh and all of a sudden a nogri shows up and just grabs her arm out of nowhere and she gets to her lightsaber and slices his throat fun but but fun fact there are more and he uh he calls her something and i'm going to butcher this pronunciation but it's mal mal arush mal arush she kicks him away. Chewie grabs him. She's like, don't kill him. Chewie just throws him into a wall and knocks him out. So that's great. And then she says, come on, there may be more of them. And then the other Wookiee comes in with the the bloody sword, and he's like, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the other three have been dealt with. And she's like, you're hurt. And he says, I'm only a little weak. Chewbacca is, uh, Chewbacca it is who is wounded. Um, Which Leia, or
2: she does not look that pregnant.
1: I think she's like very, very. They,
0: wait, so they like, know that she's pregnant, process. though. So, like. Yeah. Okay.
1: And they should put some clothes on her pretty yeah. quick. Cause like, <laughs> I was waiting for <laughs> yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, she's just in like a night outfit. If
2: you're listening, she's in her underwear. <laughs>
1: yeah but I mean, it's wearing like more clothes super... than slave layer so it's all yeah, a lot yeah more modest. Yeah, so <laughs> it is it is a modest outfit um so she's like we got to get out of here um she's like uh the other Wookiees, like we can't go this way there's a ha- there's a fire four houses away it's coming this way and so she just cuts a hole in the floor and they start going into the city and this is where the things get super interesting because apparently, Wookies can climb super fast on tree trunks, and so she just holds on to Chewbacca's like chest, and he hangs. For those of you that are listening, he's hanging upside down with his claws. Like a sloth. she lays on his chest like a sloth, and they just like on the tree the, the like the bottom of the trees. What was that sound again? I'm not doing. I'm not doing it again. <laughs> so then there's a speeder. And she ties her lightsaber to a rope and swings it down and destroys the speeder. So I was like, "That's convenient." Um, So they get away from the nogri, but they have this this dude that's that's captured. This one nogri that's captured. Um,
2: Are they called uh, nogries because they don't really have noses?
1: Nogrees? I don't know.
2: Like no, no grief.
1: Okay. (laughs) Uh, she says, I don't like much like it either, but he, uh, he let me go. So she starts talking to this this Nogri, and he says, you are Mal'Yarush, daughter and heir of the Lord Darth Vader. What? <laughs> Nani? He sniffs her, and he's like, okay, you're the heir of Darth Vader. And she's like, you may arise. What is your name? And he says, I am called Kabark. Your father brought us hope. And lifted us from despair. In his memory, we serve his designated heir, the emperor. She says, "The emperor lives," or the emperor lies. And she he says, "But the Lord Darth Vader." And she says, "He may you may have been, or he may have been mistaken." I need your help if I'm to do anything for your people. You must, uh, you must live to bring this information to them. You must uh, tell me the location of your world. And he says, I cannot. She says, then take me there. And he says, I cannot. And she says, I'm the daughter of the Lord Darth Vader. Do you people consider a single human to such to be such a threat? Meet me in orbit above Endor in one month's time. And he says, you will come alone. And she says, I will come alone. So now she gets a meeting uh, set up. So to when she's
2: more pregnant, she'll go meet one by herself. Right. Right. Sounds about something like Leo would do.
1: So as she's leaving, she's he's like farewell Lady Vader, which is really interesting. So now you find out that the Nogri as a people have a very strong loyalty to Darth Vader. And I guess his offspring. Yeah. So...
2: Why is she crying?
1: Well, what will get us that? Uh, She says, "I'll be on the landing platform, getting the ready. The lady, like ready to fly. If you truly feel it is safe for you to leave, and she says it is, even if it wasn't, I have no choice. I must return to Coruscant to begin a record search on the Nogri." Which she thought that to herself, and the Wookiee says, Very well, the mourning period will begin in two hours. And she says, I will be there. They're they're mourning the, the Wookiees that they lost, because a few died that night because of the fires. Hmm. Um, and she's like, Will this war ever end?
2: And oh, that's we're right. She
1: yeah, she's mourning with them. And then we're back with Luke and Mara Jade. They're going through the forest. And Let's see. They send a message through R2 to the X Wing after a while. And R2's like, I got a message. And she's like, If there's anything he needs to hear, you can play it for him later. And then the, the, a message from 3PO shows up. And he's like, Good day, Master Luke. I bring greetings from Captain Card. Uh, and of course, to you as well, Mistress Mara. Uh, he and Captain Solo are pleased to hear you are both alive because they sent that message earlier. He said, there are Imperial stormtroopers waiting in Hilliard City for you. Um, Captain Carr told them, the former em- an, a former employee stole the skip Bray uh, with a current employee in pursuit since he never specified that Jade was a woman. He suggests you and Mistress Mara switch roles when you leave the forest. In any case, he and Captain Solar are working out a plan for your rescue. Uh, Luke's like, it's a good idea. And she thought he was asleep, but she was like, yeah, I knew you were faking. And then one of those dogs comes out and get pins her. R2 gets his little electric thing out, but I don't know what he's going to do with it. Because <laughs> he's like six feet away from the, the Vorsker thing. And uh luke yells at it to get its attention he's like over here and then the thing slaps luke in the face with its tail and then he tells r2 to grab the tail r2 grabs the tail and holds it in place for a split second uh luke grabs his lightsaber and kills it interesting the end with of that voiceker um let's see He's like, yeah, didn't you notice that we just saved your life? And she's like, I noticed, thank you. And she's pointing the gun at him. Uh, so Luke gives his lightsaber back to her, willingly. Which shows that he uh, trusts her and he wants to get out and he wants to do it together. So this is where it gets interesting. Uh, he She says, he got you good, didn't he? And Luke says, I'll be all right. And She says, sure, you will. You're a hero. I said, thanks. What more do you want? And he goes, what happened to you? And she says, I don't have the, f- you don't have the faintest idea who I am. Do you? And, uh, Luke says, I'm sure I'd remember if we'd met. And she said, all oh, right. The omnis, omniscient, Jedi. I was a dancer at Jabba the Hutt's palace the day you came for solo. Oh, dang. Oh, dang. Yep. He says, you, you weren't just a dancer. Uh, though that was only a cover. Vader sent you to capture me. And she said, Vader, don't make me laugh. My master was the Emperor, and you destroyed him. I was his hand, Skywalker. I could hear his call from anywhere in the galaxy. I had prestige, power, and respect, and you took it all away from me. Now the Emperor Empire is dying, and nobody knows me. I spent four and a half years sloshing around the rotten fringes of the galaxy before hooking up with Card. I worked hard to get where I am. You're not going to ruin it for me. And Luke goes, I don't want to ruin it for you. I just want to get back to the New Republic. And she says, we don't always get what we want, do we? Get some sleep. Tomorrow's going to be a busy day.
2: Dang. Dang, bro.
1: So we now know she worked for the Emperor. Uh, Thrawn's like... Cool. I yeah. wonder like so if... Th-
0: can we like watch... Return of the Jedi and look in the background and see like a redheaded. Has anyone done that? I'm assuming they have looked, but I don't think so. Okay,
2: well, and like George Lucas does not like this character. I didn't know that. Yeah, that he's on record for that. And the script that he sold for his seven, eight, nine, she was not in it.
1: That's funny. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna jump the jump the gun a little bit here because I just looked and we're at two and a half hours.
2: Yeah. The juicy so, juicy podcast listeners.
1: Yeah. There's uh there's I didn't know I forgot how long of a story this is. Um but basically they create a plan to disguise themselves and present present themselves to the Empire. Um what did Luke do to his face? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they slapped him they slapped him with this plant oh, that yeah. apparently oh, okay. like makes people welt up oh, and yeah. they they did it so much that they disguised themselves. Um let's see, so basically they trick the Empire and they get them to take them into the city. Where, mind you, uh, Han is arrested? But they're, they're pretending he's not Han Solo. Oh. So basically, Luke's, Luke gets into the city. Han is pretending like he's been captured. And there's a whole team of people as a firing squad to try to get Han and Luke and them out. So then this big firefight ensues. Han's down there with Luke. They start blasting uh, their way out. The stormtroopers are fighting all of Card's guys in the buildings around them who are firing at the stormtroopers. And basically there's a massive firefight and Luke and Han get free. That's kind of the short of it. And then they meet up with Card. Uh, They get back to the Falcon
2: he still and has all those warts on him.
1: He, he does, and they start towing. They start towing his X-wing away. Um, and then Thrawn is, understandably, kind of frustrated because they got away after that big. He thought that they that he had them, but he didn't have them. Um. Let's see. So this is they're having this conversation while they're getting ready for this Solis Vaughn attack. And he's like, what about Merkur? And Captain Palian says, the last report was 14 hours ago. And then Thrawn says, they've been taken. Skywalker was there. They must have had help. uh, help. And Palian goes, card. And he says, who else? Uh, So much for uh, protestations of neutrality. He says, we could spare a star cruiser. He says, no, Solus Vaughn is our primary concern. Signal the fighter, cloaking shield on, order them to proceed. Uh, follow that we follow in exactly six hours, 20 minutes. Remember, we're here to gain ships, not to lose them. Um, and he says, and Captain, yes, Admiral, remind them that our final victory of the rebellion begins here. So then, I believe they're at... The Vaughn shipyards. This is what we're looking at here. Yeah. There's a freighter. There's a freighter. This freighter that we've been seeing. And then... Okay, yeah. So the freighter... You remember how... Uh, Thrawn got a freighter. He told Pelion to get a freighter and outfit it with a cloaking device and how it didn't need to be super big. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They use the freighter as a diversion. It blows up, and then out of it comes a bunch of TIE Fighters, and they use the cloaking device to cloak the TIE Fighters. Yeah. Uh, So now the Rebel fleet is engaged with the TIE Fighters, And now the Millennium Falcon picks up a distress call from the Rebel fleet who are now being overwhelmed. And there's Imperial Star Destroyers behind the Falcon. They're doing the whole thing. They're fighting. And then... Whoa, oh, dude. Yep. So you remember those mole miners? Mm-hmm. That So they got the mole miners from Lando by force, and the mole miners are burrowing into the ships. Dang. Yep. So they use the miners uh, to burrow into the ships, and there are space troopers inside the ships with zero-G armors on, zero-G armor on. Um, so it's kind of like a Trojan horse type deal. Gotcha. And the goal is to take out the, the capital, the, re- the rebel capital ships, essentially.
2: Those troopers look really cool.
1: Yeah, they do. Let's see. They say the captured freighters are, cause the goal, they use the miners to, to capture the ships without destroying them, essentially. Um, Let's see. I think they just they yeah, they just destroyed they just destroyed all the 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 miners and the capital ships that they had. Um and then now Thron is re- is withdrawing. Let's see. He says we haven't been defeated. Nearly slowed down a bit. As long as we have Mount Tantis, our ultimate victory is assured. Carry out your orders. And he says, "Yes, Admiral." Um. So then they're like, "Yeah, it's not an exactly a resounding victory," um, because they had to lose so many. They had to destroy so many of their own ships in the process. Uh, Someone says, "Would you rather the Imperials got them?" Not at all. Uh. You did what you had to do, but destroying all the ships was hardly an optimal solution. Um, so they're talking about that. Han's talking to Leia, and he's like, "What's wrong?" Admiral Akbar has been arrested for treason. Leia's telling Han this, and Han says, "I'll be there as soon as I can." Luke's here. Want me to bring him? And she said, "Yes." At going to the, Akbar's going to need every friend he can get. Um, Han says, "All right." We'll be here in the Falcon from now on. Uh, from now on, she says, "I'll see you soon. I love you, Han." He said, "Me too." Um, oh, he, he said, didn't say, "I, I know." I, yeah, he just said, "Me too." <laughs> uh, so Admiral, Admiral Akbar has been arrested for treason. I'm guessing he's been accused of being the mole. Oh, and then they go to try to go back to Coruscant and try. Uh, to get Admiral Akbar off the hook, and Lu- Luke says, "I'll fly it, of course, on my own. Let me just let me just come with you and get R two off the Falcon." He said, "All right, let's go." Um, Han says, "Knowing Freyla, he'll push too hard and too fast." And uh, one of the other ones, uh, it's either Luke or Han, but they say we could be on the edge of a civil war here. Yeah, well, we're not going to let that happen how are we going to stop him? And Han's like, we'll think of something and that's it.
2: Dang. That's the end of this book. Yep. Hmm. Wow. That
0: was a lot of stuff.
2: So I don't need to read this. Is that what you're telling me?
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's interesting. I can't. Am I still sharing my screen?
2: Nope.
0: No, but you're frozen. But your face is frozen. That's great.
1: But anyway. So there you go. That is a a much longer episode than I thought it was going to be, but that is the first book. So in the first book, Thrawn is doing his own secret stuff. He's got a plan. He's got a Jedi Master on his side now, and the goal is to capture Leia and then destroy Luke. Um. And then while all this is going on, Freyla is apparently uh, accusing Admiral Akbar of treason. That's a gold so dude, right? Yes. That Very is correct. Bad.
0: Oh, okay. Yes, cool. So what'd you guys think? It's pretty good. There's a lot a lot of details. A lot of people's names I don't remember. So Yeah, there's a lot <laughs> going
1: on in this. So um, I would very much suggest they—they uh, they do exist. By the way, just going and looking up like a brief summary of what's going on, right? Um, but there's a lot going on, but the it does continue to get better and better from here. So, yeah, sweet. All right, would well, you boys have anything else to add?
2: No, no.
0: Say for next week.
2: Yeah, it, next cool. week we'll do the next book. It. So the next three, ep- well, the next two episodes are going to be pretty, pretty
1: long. Hopefully we can so. shorten them up. It's just, it's just hard because like you don't want to skip too much dialogue because then you yeah. then you begin to miss things, right? but you don't want to take everything line by line because then we'd be here for four hours. Right. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to do what I can before this next episode, everyone to try and summarize it as much as I possibly can. So it takes less time.
2: But right. <laughs> anyways, I hope you guys enjoy. Go check out our social medias. Go check out our YouTube if you want a visual version guide of this as well. Yeah. Um. Uh, I'm going to do my best on YouTube to actually split it up into the first three books and then the s- the la- second three books, so that it's uh, a little bit shorter video, so you don't have to watch one long video. So right. We're gonna do our best. Um, bear with us if it's glitchy or anything like that. Um, we're still trying to figure out this whole YouTube and podcast at the same time and sort of thing. So, just bear with us. But I feel like the visual guide for this is very needed. So
1: for sure, yeah it it definitely helps being able to see everything. So yeah. All right. Well, uh, like Drew said, go check out our social media, Instagram and Facebook at Empire Radio Podcast and uh, that's where you'll get to see all of the content from us in between episodes but we've got another hopefully really juicy episode centered around the Mandalorian coming Mm. Friday and then Mm -hmm. next Tuesday we'll be following up with the second Thrawn Trilogy book but without further ado you have been listening to another episode of the Empire Radio Podcast I'm Andrew I'm Drew Mayer I'm Drew and may the force be with you always